Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. First time in a long time, but it seems like just yesterday when we were side by side. Beast mode, no one's blocking our way. <laughs> These other guys tried it, but them man ain't got the skills of Braden and Davy, brazen and raging, bringing you the thrills and spills. Right here in full gear, about to blow up like TNT. Us man are too sweet, Brady, DDP, the BD elite. Right here in full gear, about to blow up like TNT. Us man are too sweet, Brady, DDP, the BD elite. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you found us, and of course, twitch.tv slash Up Next Podcast. It is 1 p.m. on a Thursday. Hello, Twitch room. Yes. April Fools. Mm. We're not doing a show. <laughs> no, we are. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for the official confirmation. Um, if we're going into lockdown, I'm yeah. hoping it's an April Fool's. But isn't the rule like after after midday after it doesn't mid- count? Afternoon, it's yeah. the rule. I, I was told. But, yeah, um, rule one. The rules are official. Yeah. Uh, well, that seems like it's a real thing. I think that's a real thing. <laughs> not a joke. That no. would be a sick, cruel April Fool's joke. I've seen some in my day, but that would be like. We're we're locking down. Just joking. We're not. Everything's Have you open. seen any today on Twitter or anything's uh, trending? There was one. Like I work with, uh, I work at a TV station that we air a lot of ABC programming. We have an uh, agreement with mm. like to air a lot of Canadian feeds of ABC stuff. And the big one that they were pushing is that guy Michael Strahan. He's done stuff in okay. WWE. Um, that he filled the teeth gap. Okay, he got his teeth fixed and right. changed. But I was like, okay, well, it's probably just an April Fool's joke because isn't he like super famous for mm. this this gap, right? This, this gap movement, which I think is a great uh, movement. I myself don't have, but I think people can rock the, mm. the gap. Uh, so I haven't looked if this was real or not. Right. But I'm pretty sure it's 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 an April Fool's joke. Has there any? Did anyone say they're pregnant uh, on your feet? Uh, no, I've not seen anything yet. Uh, I've not really been on online today, but there was one. Year, like a famous one in the UK years and years ago. Okay. Um, 
and think I'm talking back when kind of food like just pasta and spaghetti was kind of new in the UK. Like okay. it's, it wasn't as common as it is now. And I think it was either BBC or ITV News ran a news report about spaghetti trees and was saying about how uh, farmers like pluck the spaghetti from the trees oh and all God. this. And so many poor people just bought it. It was like, oh, all right, that's where spaghetti comes from. They wow. grow on trees. That'd so be a, that's, that's a world I want to live in. Yeah, so that's one that always comes to my head. Uh, did you? Were, I was. I was kind of known as a little bit of a, a prankster when I was a mm. kid. I would. I was the kind of kid who always bought like those prank gag things at mm. prank shops. There's a Toronto prank store on Young Street. I used to spend lots of time buying. All, remember, like electric gum. Yeah, you go get a handshake electric, someone. Or, an electric shop. Yeah, you yeah. take the piece or whatever, and it, it, it like attacks them or shocks them, or like fake dog poop. I've put in people's houses, fake vomit. My whole class once put black paint on our music teacher's chair. Ooh. Because he was a dick. Right. So he went out of the room and uh, someone stole, like, some of the paint from the art department. Yeah. Got some black paint. Right. And then, like, put it all on his chair. And then... When he came back in, it got like passed behind everyone in the room, and then the window was open, and the girl at the back just dumped it out the window. Clutch. And he was so close to sitting on it, and then was like, "What's all this? What is this?" We're like, "What? what what's what, sir?" He's like, "What's this on my chair?" I was like, "Oh, no idea." So some some sixth formers, some older kids were in here earlier. Oh, but yeah, I had I had some classmates of mine in high school take a can of paint varnish and dump it on a French teacher's car. Oh, damn. So I don't know if that's, that's really... Bad. I don't know if that's really April Fool's or just, you know, we grew up in a bad neighborhood. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I, I used to be into the April Fool's things. I feel like the world of, of like, Twitter and how uh, play, uh, companies and, and everyone has social media and stuff like that, that it kind of has been played out, I feel like, over mm. the few years. But... Usually you get some some funny laughs and stuff. A lot of friends I know in the past few years would always be like, "Oh, I'm I'm pregnant or I'm married." And it's like, mm. "Well, if you're saying it on April Fools, it's kind of yeah. like uh equivalent to to knowing." But I did have a friend a few years ago. They post like, they are a couple. They posted on Facebook that they were expecting and everyone's like, "You're joking." And they knew everyone thought they would be joking, but then on the second they did like a second post, like an update being like, oh shit, we are actually mm. having a baby. So oh, it's damn. like, so okay. it's like that, that's funny. But other than that, yeah, can't think of, I didn't see anything today that really no. sparked. So that's why that's, you're getting all your, your tricks out of this show. Yeah. Well, well, maybe not this show because later today we are doing an April Fool's special. It's, it's not, it's after 12. It's, so it doesn't it's even a count. proper thing. So yeah. we don't have to do it. No, we're doing it. <laughs> don't know what you could against doink. You keep on going about your bloody Ninja Turtles. I thought this would be right up your alley. No, Doink's a clown. Ninja Turtles are turtles. They're different. Dudes dressed up fighting, looking silly. No, they're not dudes. They're turtles. Yeah, okay. (laughs) You have to watch it. Hey, I watched Shawshank. You watched it because it was on at work. Doesn't count. It counts. I just got paid for it. Doesn't count. You didn't choose to watch it. Different experience. That's not not true. I did did choose to watch it. I did choose to watch it. Uh, I, I saw that the coworker before me... Um, had to process it, and I was like, "Well, to my to my superior, my boss, I was like, well, you know, uh, he probably didn't do a good job, so I'm gonna have to make sure he he watched it fully. But if we got Ninja Turtles at work, I'm never wasting my time watching Ninja Turtles. <laughs> you said uh, you said that for our birthdays coming up, that on the Patreon, that for birthday shows, we get to choose stuff that we get to watch. Sure. So I'll just pick it. All right. <laughs> 
Uh, but we will be doing Doink the Clown, best match ever, later today with Jordan Goodman, friend of Post Wrestling and, and up next here. He made a joke in a Twitch chat years ago. Not years ago. Years ago. <laughs> years ago, one day, that he would do a best match ever, Doink the Clown. And that's why we're doing it. It's happening. It later today. That is not, that is an April Fool's joke for you. But it's it's on us because we had to watch Doink matches. So later today on the Patreon, that will be out. I don't so. know why you hate Doink so much. It's a dude dressed as a clown wrestling. It's dumb. Get over it. It's wrestling. Ah. We have Undertakers. We have Fiends. We have Big Red Machines. I I can't say that Doink is, is one of my favorites. But that's what we'll be talking about on this show. So can't wait. Mm. Uh, so... That's April Fool's. We did Up Next last night. Um, the prime target seemed to be the hot topic coming out of NXT. Apparently, there's a full version of it they're going to be airing on Peacock Nice this Tuesday, so look for that. Um, just more stuff added to WrestleMania week to watch. But uh, very video-heavy show, but a go-home show for TakeOver. And a uh, quick reminder, we'll be doing the watch-alongs and, and post-shows for both of those nights next week. So we still will be doing... BD Elite during the day? Uh, Yes, yeah, we'll still be doing BD Elite during the day. Uh, It is April 1st today, which means it's the best time to sign up to the Patreon. Um, Obviously, if you are a patron, you're always able to call in on this show, BD Elite. Uh, So sign up, you can call today, you can call next week uh, in the midst of TakeOver and WrestleMania week. But so many shows coming up this month on the schedule. We're doing a best show stealers from WrestleMania in a best match ever. We talked last year about the best openers and main events. We're talking about the mid-show now and matches that stole the show. We're going to be doing our WrestleMania night one and night two tailgate watch along and post show. And we have, of course, got Up Next Mania coming out on the 15th of April. Also, a load of films. We're going to be talking about The Outsiders from 1983. We're going to be talking about Mortal Kombat from 1995. We're going to be going across the pond to talk about Melbourne City Wrestling and, of course, back to 2013 for Was Next. So much on the schedule. Check it out at Up Next Podcast on Twitter. Yeah, so many shows. We posted the schedule up there, all these shows that we're doing. And for only five bucks, North American Tier gets you everything we do and everything we've ever done in that back catalog. So any show we've ever mentioned in the past is accessible when you subscribe and uh, join the Patreon. So, so many podcasts. Like we mentioned, we record so many a week, including Doink the Clown. We did a Was Next outside in our backyard this mm-hmm. week and talked about uh, dreams and lockdowns and wrestling uh, and and so many other podcasts. So, we ha- we've been keeping ourselves busy during this this pandemic and recording all these different shows. Uh, you mentioned Up Next Mania. Mm-hmm. And it's it's going to be a Thursday following WrestleMania week. So the, yes. the week after that, a Thursday night. Night three of WrestleMania. Realistically, <laughs> yeah. it's the real main event. And we we have some friends of the show kind of helping us mm. put together some, some stuff. Our production budget didn't change, but our friends just decided, ah, we'll help you out. So we've got friends in high places, apparently, because if you thought the production of the Up Next Rumble was up to par. Wait till you see what we have in store. It, it's the biggest show of the year. It is. Um, the Twitch room right now are going, any more card announcements today, lads? Well, For Up Next Mania. I would like to say, I would like to give a little tease. Yeah. We're going to have a bit of a multi-man tag match. That's right. We're going to have 
the guys from Grapple taking on the team of Post Wrestling and The Torch. Oh, yeah. shit. So that's happening. That's right. That's kicking off Up Next Mania. The hot tag. Hot tag. Exhibition Forbidden Door tag match. Oh, yeah. That's kicking off the show. We do have an, an Inferno match on the show. It's true. Being refereed by our very own Fire Frank. Yeah. And then three stages of hell in the main event. And I think some grudge matches in there as well. Within We've still got some beef, some lingering yeah. beef after Survivor Series and the Up Next Rumble. Yeah, if you listen to us and you know post-wrestling and waiting over there, uh, the cowboy, he uh, he's kind of been quiet and a bit somber Ooh. since his loss at yeah. the Up Next Rumble when Andrew Thompson... He went away, he started a whole new show, the wellness policy, yeah. trying to just figure out how to how to move on, how to get through this loss. But there's only one way you can get over a loss. Mm -hmm. It's by picking yourself back up and facing that Andrew Thompson, looking him in the eyes and taking him on -on one-on-one. One-on-one. At Up Next Mania. Yeah, I feel like it's the grudge match of the century that takes place. So far, this card is pretty stacked. Mm. Uh, And it it all ends with the three stages of hell where I have to put the BD title on the line. Uh, I've just been walking around with this title, keeping it nice and clean and shiny and wearing nothing else underneath it while I walk around it's the house. It's just the mask and the title. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it feels good to be the champ, but I have to defend this title. That's what a true champion does. And it's going to be three stages of hell, which means three different little kind of mini games, if you will, for the main event against Chris Elliott. Uh, one of our world champ patrons who who won the Up Next Rumble single-handedly. He shocked the world. And we'll see if uh, if he can become a real main eventer. Let's see. At Up Next step Mania. Up. Will he step up at Up Next Mania? I'll tell you right now, I'm not doing the job. You're not doing the job? Especially to a jobber like that. <laughs> if it was like way... Well, Andrew. Speaking of jobbers, we also have our Kona Reeves Battle Royal. We do. We <laughs> With do. All of our patrons. <laughs> no, never jobbers. <laughs> um, I know he's in the chat. That's why I'm talking shit. <laughs> I can see Chris in the chat. Um, yeah. So up next, Mania is happening in in two weeks here, and and I'm I'm super excited. Or I guess a little bit over two weeks. Or yeah. yeah, about two two weeks today. A, a week from takeover. So it's two weeks today. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. True. So two weeks. Uh, super excited. Can't wait. So join us. That'll be free on Twitch if you want to join live. Mm. But then we take the podcast and then we put it together for the patrons there afterwards. So join us there. It'll be a free show. We had so many of you guys joining us for the Rumble, and that was so much fun. So crazy. We, we love the audience because they help out and stuff like that. We're we're uh, asking to join in as well and. We have some. We have a, a friend of the show, Dickie Bird, mm. world champ patron. He's been helping out. No, with he some, hasn't at all. He hasn't no, at all. He does, hasn't been helping. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. He hasn't been helping. But if he he had, it would we'd appreciate. Yeah, it. we yeah. would really <laughs> have appreciated everything he's done. But the production values of this show uh, are crazy. So to help uh, help us with the the costs, mm. Patreon.com/slash up next is uh, five dollars. It's yeah. all you can do, and you get all these shows, and it helps us. Because, uh, like you said, there's a lockdown. You're not working again. You work like two shifts, and then they let nah, nah. So <laughs> that was a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we decided, why not move when we don't oh, yeah. <laughs> work a lot? Oh, I don't have a job. <laughs> it's 
great. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's why we've just been podcasting and doing so many things. I'm so. trying to look at the positives. At least I have time to move. Right. I made a bunch of money in two weeks. Yeah. And, yeah, but... So... Yeah. You can... Life is fun. <clears throat> yeah, uh, life is fun. And that's why we can watch wrestling and mm. just uh, check out once in a while. Uh, and that's what we kind of did with AEW. Yes. Last night. AEW from March 31st, 2021. Uh, I got spoiled last night on something because oh. someone someone tweeted me saying Braden's losing his mind. Mm. And anytime someone tweets me that on a Wednesday night, it's because they're watching the other show that I'm not watching. And yeah. I go, fuck. Yeah, I don't read tweets. Yeah. On a- Some, but sometimes people are tweeting us about NXT, so I try I to live tweet. don't. Click on the note. Oh, right. I see. Mm. Right. Like a lot of our listeners do watch NXT with us and mm. then like live tweet and stuff like that. And so that's all going to change. No oh, spoilers. Yeah. No spoilers. When we move to Tuesdays and Wednesdays. So this show, BD Elite, will continue live Wednesday nights. Yeah. That's in the right. old up next slot. That's right. Two nights of BDE mm. going forward. So Tuesdays we'll be doing NXT and then Wednesdays. AEW and both shows free on this very podcast feed. Yes. So many things. Yes. Great time. A lot. A lot. Great stuff. Before we go into it. Yeah. I feel hungover today. Right. Do you? Yeah, we didn't even drink. I, I haven't drank for like three months mm-hmm. and I just feel gross today. We made a big mistake. Yeah. We got a pizza. We did from seven eleven. It was the biggest mistake of our lives. It was good. Uh, we we did we you know we, we did play an April Fool's joke on ourselves. Yeah, I feel I feel horrendous today. I woke up and it smells t- like yeah. shit as well. <laughs> <laughs> like thank God we're moving. I thought Brayden just like pooed himself. I he, thought you did. And he was like, Did you poo yourself? I'm like, No, I thought you pooed yourself. Like, what is going on with this place? They're think, like, we know you're moving. Let's just do construction all the time and have the place stink as shit. It's it's either someone is playing an April Fool's prank and like, put a bag of dog poop on our front porch and lit it on fire or something. Yeah. Or it's haunted. Because we always thought it's haunted. And in some scary movies, like, if you smell bad smells, it means ghosts. Yeah. Are just leaving just Being, farts. Doing ghost poos. Because <laughs> I am currently sitting in our haunted chair. Yeah. So, I mean, they could be some sort of signal some sort of sign like get out maybe we are we are we're leaving <laughs> maybe they don't Come want on. us they don't want us to leave yeah that could be that could be it too yeah i i woke up and like you said we weren't even drinking or anything but i just was like so groggy and tired and i was like all right i'm like gonna force myself to start start my day and it just like felt like i was just lagging behind like we stayed up late but we normally do yeah anyway and but yeah i feel i feel grim today <laughs> Just putting it out there. <laughs> so the show's going to be a more low energy mm. kind of show. Um, I'm trying. I've got my my buble. <laughs> buble? My buble. You, you said the other day, you're like, why does, why does Coca-Cola do commercials? Why do they need to get celebrities in their commercials, these big name products? And then right now you just quoted Michael no, Buble. No, Bu- Buble needs commercials. <laughs> yes, yeah, you mean Co- bubbly. Bubbly, yeah. <laughs> Coca-Cola doesn't need commercials. We all know what yeah. Coke is by now. Unless you're advertising, hey, it's this new like raspberry Coke or whatever. Cool. Right. Advertise that. Otherwise, I know what Coke is. Everyone knows what yeah. Coke is. Why are you wasting your money <laughs> producing commercials? It's true. For Coke. They they could and and a lot of theirs is like they do the Christmas ones. That's what the people yeah. expect. So like the rest of the year. It but is... it, it's literally out of tradition why they do that. And mm. that's an expensive tradition. 
to have. Same with Super Bowl commercials. Yeah. It's like, we have to have the Super Bowl spot. Mm. It's like, why? Yeah. (laughs) Why do you need to drop that much money? It's like, we already know, we already know another Marvel films coming out. Like, (laughs) I'm I'm going to see it anyway. I think most people are going to see it. Another Marvel movie? You mean like 94 million? I saw the updated list. But it's like, you don't watch the Super Bowl and it's like, oh, I didn't even know there was going to be another Spider Man. Yeah. Good job I watched the football game. I miss, we kind of briefly talked about trailers. I miss the world of trailers before, like, the internet kind of really popped off. Before, like, YouTube was mm. the trailer capital of the world. Meaning, you would have to go to a movie to see oh, yeah. a trailer come out. And that was, like, that was such an exciting thing. Where now it's trailer drops or the, the mm. thing. Like, hey, tomorrow you're going to get the 10-second trailer for the trailer. That's actually a teaser for the trailer of the and movie. And sometimes they'd announce, they'd go, hey, this trailer is going to be playing before this film so mm-hmm. like you know it's like oh they're they're premiering this trailer then miss that i mean i miss going to the movies in general yeah but yeah too. i feel like that was that was a big thing uh but I, i'm obsessed with watching trailer i like watching trailers on youtube mm-hmm. they're fun um i guess now we can go into some some nxt oh no not nxt the other show bd elite aw dynamite from march 31st 2021 we start off with kind of the the big match this week that a lot of people were pretty interested in, which is the in-ring AEW debut of Christian Cage. Don't call him Christian. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It, it's funny because you can't... I guess Christian is trademarked and that's why he's Christian Cage, but it means they can't abbreviate it to Christian. And I think on a show that's had... Brian Cage established for a while, it would feel weird calling him Cage as well. But every time it's like, oh, great headlock from Christian Cage. Christian Cage with the DDT. Oh, it's great to see Christian Cage back in the ring. What do you think about Christian Cage, JR? Well, I think Christian's great. (laughs) Yes, Christian Cage is great, JR. (laughs) He keeps saying Christian. You know, like when you call a match, they'd be like, and and, uh, Christian jumps down. or And then there goes, like, every time it's got to be christian cage i like i don't blame jr where even when i'm writing my notes i try to make a variation like yeah. here we've got frankie kazarian i'll put frankie i'll put kaz i'll put kazarian frankie? you know just to like yeah just to like shake it up but every time it's oh great work from christian cage it's because they have to call yeah. him christian cage which is such such a weird thing but yes christian cage going up against frankie kazarian it's cage versus kaz uh last week kaz kind of challenged him to this match and he, these two TNA legends are going to go at it here. Uh, a lot of mat wrestling to start. Uh, and then Kaz kind of has taken on the heel role here. I mean, because he did challenge him to the match. And kind of t- taunts Christian, like, holding the ropes for him. Like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm in charge of this match, essentially. He eventually dumps Cage to the outside. Like, pretty nasty bump. And then, like, the guillotine leg drop in there. And then, like, the guillotine submission hold. There's neck breakers, some back suplexes. Christian comes back, though, with a tornado DDT, um, his vintage, like, slaps and his, his flying reverse uppercut, his reverse DDT. Um, then there's, like, the crossface chicken wing from Kaz, which I believe has kind of been one of his new finishing moves he's been using. Thank you, John Ceno, shutting the duck. And there's, like, back and forth counters inside cradles. There's this headbutt off the top from Frankie, and then he hits the flux capacitor, but it's a kick out. Christian Cage... Keeps going for the kill switch. Like every time he keeps trying to get it, but Frankie keeps countering it. 
Christian eventually misses a frog splash, but eventually then hits a second one. And I love a good Christian fr- frog splash. Uh, that sounds like a, like a good Christian boy, <laughs> a good Christian frog love splash. Love a good old traditional Christian. A good old splash. Christian frog splash means no flips. <laughs> it's just a splash. Uh, but then Christian does hit the kill switch, flip the switch, the unprettier, the impaler, whatever. Christian Cage pins Kaz. Yeah, uh, I really enjoyed this. I thought Christian looked sorry, Christian Cage looked great here. Uh, I thought Kaz was a perfect first opponent, you know, someone who's um, been racking up the wins on Dark, so it doesn't mean nothing going over Kaz, uh, but also someone Christian's pretty familiar with from uh, from the TNA days, and someone who maybe, like, if you put him in there right away with someone like a Kenny or a Phoenix or someone, the pace is so much different from what he was perhaps used to working. So I think having someone who will push him will work a fast pace, but a bit more familiarity, I thought was a a good first opponent. I I really enjoyed this. I thought Christian Cage was great. Yeah, I really like this match. It kind of started off, it felt like a classic WWE match where it's like they're at this like slower pace and and JR and and Excalibur were like, oh, he's wrestling differently because he's Mm. older. This guy's 47 years old. Mm. He, they're like, yeah, he's. They're they're trying to say he slowed down, but not really though. I mentioned he's doing splashes. He's doing all the, the stuff he did before. So uh, I thought this was really good. It definitely picked up for me with the back and forth. We all knew Christian was going to beat him. Yeah, I, I enjoyed Kaz here though. I liked how he was leaning into the heel stuff and being a little kind of condescending with to him with him holding the ropes. I thought the kill switch looked great as well. Just spiked him with this one. Yeah, that was one of the better... That, that move is so, like... Hit and miss. Yeah, so many people... It looks bad when other wrestlers do it. Christian definitely is the best one to do it. I mean, it's his move. Mm. Uh, unprettier, impaler. But uh, some, of, some of the... Like, it'd be so easy to counter this move. <laughs> All you just do is just move push. either... Yeah. yeah, you push. You've got to just... really lock those arms in <laughs> yeah. tight. And that's the thing. So often it just looks really weak. Like, ah, ba-da, ba-da. Spinning round where you yeah. just need it tight. No, I do love that. I like doing it to people. The prettier? Yeah. You could probably murder someone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, face first getting dropped on the sidewalk with that move? Probably you would. I'll say, good job, they're locking me down. Yeah. So you're just... Now you're <laughs> just, just going to you. wrestle people? It's just you. You're just going to fight me? Yeah. <laughs> To be fair, you always say that if you would be a wrestler, you'd be Christian. I think this is how I'd wrestle. Right. Like, I'd do some cool stuff, but, like, I I wouldn't mind jumping off things, but I'm only going to jump, you know, belly first. Not doing any flips. Yeah, a good old Christian frog splash. Yeah, sometimes slap you in the face. (laughs) And then... uh, Liked by my peers. That's how I roll. Yeah, outwork everyone. An instant classic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought it was fun. I, I'm a pretty big fan. I'm a Toronto boy, and I, I've been to many uh, shows uh, to go see Christian. My first Raw was Christian versus Shawn Michaels. That was, uh, I had a lot of Christian shirts in my, my I, repertoire. I've never seen Christian live. No? No. Yeah, I've seen him He'd have retired times. by the time I started going... I'm kind of interested in seeing some more of him. And 47, man, he looks great. So yeah. definitely yeah, interested in seeing too. some more. We get a video for the TNT champion, Darby Allen and Sting, his dad. The truth is the truth. Matt Hardy, you have your body and your brain, but your big money means big insecurities. And now you choose to buy your respect. Whereas back in the day, you were... He basically calls him a legend and you inspire so many people, but money can't buy you trust or real friends or real respect. So Matt, you're going to have to earn mine. 
because your money doesn't mean shit to me. As like you see him in the Matt Hardy cutout mask and black and white, like smiling and like lighting things on fire. And uh, this is they've gotten better because someone's put them in some sort of actual direction where it's not just some guy getting the videos. Hit, yeah, 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 like it's not just some guy getting hit in the, by a car. Mm. And then being like... Jumping off a bridge for no reason. Next week is my match. Art. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. art. Like, what? Here it actually is like, okay, yeah. Uh, the only issue is... It's Matt Hardy. It's fucking Shoehorn Matt Hardy. This is... Yeah. This shoehorn is, Charlotte, Shoehorn Hardy. This is week two of this feud. And I already feel like it's been going on for months. Maybe it's because Matt Hardy's... It, it feels like he's only just recently finished the Sammy Guevara feud. And maybe I just feel oh it's another young young guy matt's gonna feud with but uh, i don't know i'm i do not want to be seeing matt in this i don't mind for a like a couple of weeks build maybe matt building up an isaiah casti or something for a dynamite tv match or something but i'm not interested in matt hardy darby allen whatsoever no i it's so ridiculous i feel like a broken record every time we do this show because I say, why is Matt Hardy here? Why is Matt Hardy doing this? Why is Matt Hardy in this angle? Why is Matt Hardy doing this? Why is Matt Hardy every week on this show? It seems like they got a lot of cooks in AEW. There's so many people on this roster, Mm. signed and unsigned. But for some strange reason, I'm seeing Matt Hardy on the screen for far too many times. And I think I'm I'm like I already said I'm over it. But now I'm like, why is this guy still the guy we're we're going? You're supposed to be getting the older talent. And I just watched Christian and Kaz wrestle, and here's the newest character so far on this show, half an hour in, and it's Darby with fucking Sting talking about Matt Hardy. Yeah, can we please move forward? This mm. is the TNT champion. Make it like this interesting. Cody did the open challenges, and it was like. Fighting new up and coming, highlighting people, having great matches, but we're getting Darby versus Matt Hardy. Yeah, and I feel this is going to be a long feud because I feel you're going to have Darby probably working his way through his clients before facing Matt Hardy. It's it doesn't interest me at all. I think when they first introduced Money Matt, I was kind of curious because I saw it, it more as a managerial role to put other people over, but. That doesn't seem to be the case. He's been the focus throughout this whole thing. Very strange. Uh, but the video was cool. They're better than what they were before. Mm. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, but Darby does have a match next week that's not Matt Hardy, which I am super more interested in. Yeah, me too. Maybe we'll talk about it later. We get a video from Jade. She says, Velvet, bitch. She likes calling people bitches. Before I got here, I saw you were shook that I was coming because I have it all. I walk like money, look like money. I made that money. So go on a treadmill, lift those weights, talk that shit, but nobody can be me because I am that woman. I am that bitch. Um, I think Jade has actually been sounding really good. I was, wasn't was a fan of that initial promo she did with Cody, but mm. I think since then she's she just has star written all over her for me. Um, and I thought this was good, and I, I've been enjoying the feud with um, with Red, Red Velvet. Velvet. Yeah, I, Jade just looks. She says she looks like money. She she does. She looks like she yeah. kills somebody. She looks like a superstar. So I, I'm interested in seeing maybe this one on one match eventually. Jade and like this this big rematch. It's what they're building to. Yeah. yeah. We go to Q T Marshall versus Cody. 
you wouldn't know that unless you watched last week because QT doesn't get an entrance. Mm. But Cody does the Snoop Dogg remix still. I really liked how commentary kind of brought attention to this. Like JR seemed a little bit pissed off by it mm-hmm. and was and he's like, Oh, and look at Cody coming out with all his fanfare and Cutie doesn't even get a he's just in the an room. entrance. Like I I'd be mad too if I was Cutie. So this is the Nightmare family facing off. So ringside here is all of the Nightmare family. Yep. All thirty-three <laughs> They're calling it uh an exhibition match yeah unsanctioned so, so exhibition unsanctioned i think the word unsanctioned here is just to say it's not going on the records. right like this is just like fun it's just kind of spying um and that's what they're going for here this is a friendly competition because they're best friends but qt wanted this match to because he's like tired of being called cody's friend mm. and wants to prove to cody like hey you know you're taking all this i help you i scratch your back but you're kind of not scratching mine so this is why this is happening. So, all, like I mentioned, like the Gun Club, all these people that QT, Dustin is there, Cody. Arn Anderson is the special referee mm. in here. Not only the enforcer, but the ref. So, it's Cody versus QT. And they start off very old school, classic, technical wrestling here. And it's Cody kind of being like patronizing. A to, dick. Yeah, he's like, he claps every time Cutie does something like, oh, you did, yeah, look at you, you're good, man, you're so good. And Cutie's like, dude, I'm just trying to wrestle you. He keeps, like in his promo last week, he was saying that he doesn't want to hurt him, so he's not gonna mm-hmm. do the figure four or the crossroads or anything, and throughout he, he like teases a stomp to the head. Yeah. But again, it's like, Cutie Marshall's a veteran, and that's so patronizing yeah so he they're doing great like back and forth technical wrestling here very impressive i think both these guys are obviously great actual Mm. wrestlers uh but like you mentioned doesn't want to boot him in the face so he he doesn't and then qt shoves him and he's kind of like come on bring it so cody does the drop down gold dust like uppercut slap thing to the jaw there's then QT, who finally gets pissed off and starts working the shoulder and the arm. And we know that Cody's been f- kind of fighting off this, this injury. And now all the Nightmare family on the outside are like, hey, like, this is just exhibition. Come on. Like, you hear the gun club, like, yelling at him. Like, what are you fucking doing? Like, mm-hmm. stop. It's just wrestling. You don't need to hurt him. Hurt him. He's your buddy. Uh, but Cody comes back with, like, this Davy Boy kind of power slam for a near fall. Goes for the figure four. So he's doing the, the Terry Funk spinning toe hold. But then he doesn't lock in the figure four because he said last week, like, ah, I won't be able to do it. It's my friend. So he doesn't do it. So goes for the crossroads, doesn't do it. So QT gets to his feet and just slaps Cody, like wallops him. And this pisses Cody off. Cody somehow ends up on the outside with QT as they're wrestling. QT goes back into the ring and a swerve that I did not see coming. Cutie Marshall nails Arn Anderson with a right hook here, knocking him out, beating him down. The Nightmare family rush the ring, all these guys, to check on Arn. And QT walks up the entrance ramp, kind of looking like he's made a mistake. What did I do? He's kind of like, ah, I shouldn't have done that. I went a little too far there. We've all been there. And QT's like, ah... As everyone's checking on Arn, and it cuts to Cody in the ring, checking on Arn, like, what are you doing? Some of the members of the Nightmare family seem to have uh, a plan in place as they all simultaneously turn on the Nightmare family. Yeah, so Cody gets taken out. Big Lee Johnson's taken out here. So the guys that kind of 
while all this is happening, it's QT almost like he's not looking mm. and then kind of turns over and has this, this smirk like, is he, did he plan this or you, you kind of leaves you to think obviously he, he did. Uh, but who are these, these, these minions? So he's it was got? Nick Camarado, who's the, the big guy. Oh, this guy's hair. crazy looking. You've got Aaron Solo, who's been wrestling on Dark a lot. And you've got Anthony Ogogo, who, for me, is the most interesting one. He was a bronze medalist boxer from the UK. Um, Olympic? Olympic, but not just the Olympics, the 2012 London Olympics. Ooh, so right. anyone who was, who kind of did well in that London Olympics were very much embraced. Like, they were on, like, BBC, on sports right. shows a lot. So Anthony Ogogo is a pretty big name, and I think... Uh, by all accounts, the, the kind of viewership's been pretty good on ITV, considering the the wacky times it's on. So quite interesting that they're giving him a bit of a featured role, and I can see definitely something they should lean into with kind of UK expansion there. Yeah, uh, he's the the boxer, and they, he punches Cody. Like they set him up to do some yeah. boxing strikes to Cody here, when Cody sells it like he's dead from these like liver shots, essentially mm. from this this boxer. He's done commentary. Yeah, he does yeah. commentary on Dark a bunch. Uh, I think I think it's great. They kind of don't have UK stars on this show. Not many. You've got Pac. You've got Kip. That's about it. <laughs> I, said, I said stars. Yeah. <laughs> Or Pac. <laughs> but I think Pac, because he's been so, like, we're so used to seeing him in America for all these years, you, yeah. you kind of forget about him yeah, almost. Yeah, it's true. Uh, I, I love this beatdown here. So, Anthony Ogogo and this Camarado guy. Yeah, he looks impressive. Oh, my God. This guy looks like a star, too. He lifts up Lee Johnson. And I said to you when we are watching this, like, I'm like, oh, he's going to kill him. I don't mm. even know what he's going to do. I thought he was just going to hit him with a powerbomb. Instead, he powerbombs him out of the fucking ring. Like, throws this... Lee Johnson goes flying, just dies taking this bump. Uh, Dustin Rhodes, of course, it's a Wednesday night, so he's got a blade. Yeah. <laughs> he's getting beat up. He, he wasn't even outside for most of the match. He ran out just to blade. <laughs> There's a beat oh, down. Oh, we need some color here, boys. <laughs> So they beat the shit out of Dustin. They set up Camarado. The big guy sets up these like st- the the steel ring steps, and then QT delivers a pile driver to Dustin on the steps. They lay him out as well. They're about to do this like concerto to Cody's head on the steps, but Red Velvet comes out, makes the save, and it's like, "What the hell are you doing, QT? What the fuck, bro?" And then they stop. And they all pose as they walk off here. But what a great swerve. This was my, like, just segment of the night over both shows. I loved this. Going back to the match to start with, I really enjoyed it. It, I think they really had that exhibition feel. This was like, this is how professional wrestling should look. It's kind of like a presentation. And to me, it was kind of... You know when you see some people like doing street acrobatics or whatever, like back when you'd have buskers and you'd kind of walk past and stop and look and then you go, oh, actually, and you kind of stand and watch a little longer. That's kind of what I got from this match. If you stop, you always have to pay. That's the rule. That's true. But I noticed you as well. Like often we're watching this quite late and we're often kind of checking Twitter and stuff as we're watching and we get a bit distracted but both of us were really kind of focused in on this match last night I thought it was great and then the added little tensions of QT being like Cody again like 
he's a heel. He's a heel disguised as a baby face, mm. always just being the dick in this match. And this turn, this new uh, stable makes complete sense. Kind of felt a bit out of nowhere, but then you look back and the seeds have been planted for months and months. Um, and a good way to kind of give this dark talent a little bit more to do. Yeah, it gives everyone kind of something to do. Mm. Uh, it, it obviously sets up down the line a, a TV match with Cody versus Cutie. Some of the guys, multiple tag matches. It just it does it does something. And uh, it, it kind of proved that this guy, QT, man, he, he definitely should be training these guys. And he's clearly doing a fantastic job uh, just watching him work this mm. from start to finish, the beginning of the match to the end of the segment, like the end of the attack. He was he was such a good character to watch. It's almost like he was cold, like a oh, as an actor, yeah, he was great. Yeah, and yeah. I I think there are going to be a lot of people that can't get over his look. Like he doesn't, I, got, I get over. It. He doesn't look yeah. like a star, but to me, I've I've enjoyed. Like I enjoyed that bunkhouse match from a few months ago. Yeah. I enjoy his work, and I thought his performance was great here. And I I hear people saying there are like so many factions there, but. It depends how you do it. Now, like, these guys might not be wrestling on Dynamite every week, but now if you watch a Aaron Solo or a Nick Camarado match on Dark, there's a bit more weight to it because they're associated with this group. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what I love about stables. You go, you take a meaningless match and it can be Alan Angels versus Mark Quinn. And it just means something a bit more because it's, oh, this is Dark, Dark Order versus Matt Hardy's like group right um i really like it i i thoroughly enjoyed this segment yeah a lot of people are gonna be like oh there's so many gang rules mm. gangs squads going on in AEW, factions everywhere every segment seemed to had like ties to factions which i'm okay with uh i really like in new japan how everyone's got like their their home table their home team their own locker rooms that they share and everything like that i i think that makes way more interesting uh it's it reminds me of like sports like mm. teams like there's teams and then it makes someone like a like a john moxley kind of character stand out a bit more because they are that lone wolf right um I, I i think this is great i know qt and dustin do the whole nightmare family thing clearly he's got he's the, the storyline is he's he's like moving away from them because he's turned on mm. them here so he's gonna have his own faction and his whole his own training squad here but clearly he's still with the nightmare family training like half these guys and half these people here uh they've clearly trained a lot of people considering oh, all these yeah. people are in this group but i thought this was such a a really innovative turn in wrestling obviously we thought qt was like turning because mm. of the stuff he's been doing lately but i didn't see this coming i thought he hit arn and then he walks off and then it just leads to and a then rematch. He, it'll be like oh i didn't mean to and we drag it on yeah. no I, I like they pulled the trigger yeah instead his boys like just attacked like wolves uh i i i'm very interested in seeing this and i like the whole aspect of different teams and stables and factions and I guess we're calling them the U.S. Marshals. Oh, I was going to say Marshals <laughs> has turned into winners. <laughs> not yet. Not, <laughs> not yet. yet. Marshals um, into winners. I do also wonder, Tony Khan has been quite open about like growing up as a kid and he'd do all these fantasy bookings and would have notebooks and notebooks full of like fantasy bookings. And he said like a lot of these like factions and things have come from that. I wonder if we might actually build to some kind of faction pay-per-view right at some point See, where like, like you have because yeah. you've got all these things and i think you could do 
like their sort of answer to Survivor Series almost. And I think there would be a bit more weight to it because they do take care of over these stables. Blood and guts. Stadium yeah. Stampede. Yeah, we got a lot going on. Like the Pinnacle and Inner Circle and then like these guys versus Nightmare Family. Mm. Dark Order versus Hardy thing. Hardy versus that fucking everyone. Yeah. There's a lot of these groups, but uh, I kind of like it. I'm yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah. I've, I, I love this. Really like this turn. Uh, it came out of nowhere. And then... I I always feel bad. I've been feeling bad for this guy, and I felt right away because right after this hot angle, Red Velvet hasn't even left Cody yet. After this, are they going to do a Red Velvet Cody storyline? Oh, that's what I said yesterday, right? Is like that is that what they're going to do? And She's then Brandy's going to come back all jealous. <laughs> like, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. This is like- Cody, like. Wasn't Cody feuding with Penta? And like now he's like, no, I want to feud with QT. Yeah, and now, what happened to that? And now maybe tease a little relationship angle. She next week he should be like, thank you. Like I mean, and she's like, no worries. Like we're 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 family nightmare. I, I just watched the Kurt Angle interview with Austin. Oh, and I'm just picturing at some point oh, no. the moment where Steph gets knocked out by accident, and Kurt's like. I care about you. I'm so sorry. I'm so. Do you know the bit yeah, I'm talking about? Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about Kurt Angle when he he, he decided to have a storyline with uh, his marital affairs with TNA, <laughs> and it really worked out for him. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> they should. You shouldn't mix. Uh, no. Nope. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't think a red velvet Cody storyline is. She saved him, but she's in the. She's been trained there too. Mm. So, the the one last thing I just loved about this angle is. It's you. Un, you completely understand why Cutie did it. It's not just for the sake of being evil. Right. Like I feel for this guy. He comes out, no entrance. He's trained all these guys. He doesn't really get the credit. Barely gets booked on Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Um, and then wants an exhibition match. And Cody's being a little bit of a prick during it. Like yeah. I completely, you you get his motivation. I love it. Well, we go to. All ego, Ethan Page, which I was mentioning, like, oh, I feel bad because I'm just hot off this hot angle and we go right to this guy, like, cutting a promo, which I'm kind of still, like, mm. talking about. We're st- we were kind of like, oh, that, that was crazy. And then it's not just all ego, but it's Sc- Scorpio Sky. They're saying the same thing, but different cuts of different shadows of them in the dark. And it's, uh, he says, I'm the face of the revolution. And we're not waiting. We're going to take everything. And it starts Monday. Uh, they say in this promo, both of them, because then it cuts to them saying the same thing at the same time, mm-hmm. that they, they came here with like for, for higher purpose, for bigger meaning and to, to find the future and to take bigger steps. But now they're a tag team. This, yeah, I didn't like this at all. Um, Ethan Page has been there, what, three weeks? Yeah. And... Okay, he feels overlooked in three weeks. He's a heel. Okay. Scorpio Sky has just left a tag team to be in a, a singles run. And now he's doing the bitching, whining, being looked over. So let's form another tag team in a company with 38 tag teams. Um, yeah, not a fan of this. I that I think... <laughs> it reminded me... Uh, I, I, this is going to sound shocking from, mm. coming from me. But um, I saw... like Again, I watched a lot of my main roster stuff on, on Twitter. But uh, some of the build I, uh, recently, few, maybe a month or so ago, where Kevin Owens rips on Dolph Ziggler. Mm. 
where Dolph Ziggler interrupts him and he's about to cut a promo and Kevin Owens just like, yeah, I get what you're going to say. Uh, you're overlooked and you... What yeah, about me? What about me? Uh, it should have been me. Well, guess what? It wasn't. So fuck off. Like, yeah. That's essentially... Exact- you had your chance. That promo from Owens made me go, wow, you just pulled the curtain back and we should move away from that and wrestle. Mm. That, 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 that put the pin there. That's, that's Jay-Z death of autotune being like, hey, let's not do that anymore because it's play the fuck out. Like, stop, stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it, it needs... It, it's okay once in a while, but it it is samey. And to, to have the sa- two people <laughs> two, doing it... Two of them. The tag team is like, oh, what, what about oh. me? What about me? You lost. You had your chance. You lost. Yeah, it's just it's kind. Of, it's just like a, a kind of lame storytelling I'd find in in now. Uh, considering the last segment was so innovative, I, I thought I would say I think Ethan Page is probably better in a tag team, but um, with Josh Alexander. Yeah, I mean Sky, I like as a wrestler, so I'm sure these two could be entertaining as a team. There's just so many of them. Yeah, so many tag teams. Mm. We go to Red Velvet, and she's about to get interviewed about what was going on here tonight. But she's attacked by Jade, who really beats the hell out of her. Like, throws her, like, the size difference between Jade and Red Velvet, where she just throws her against this wall and says, I told you, I'm that bitch. So, this feud continuing. We didn't even get Red Velvet. We couldn't see if she has anything to say about Cody, because she was beaten up. Yeah. So... More on that uh, next week. John Moxley cutting a promo. He says, I can still hear it. That sound of the crunch of Eddie's ankle. And it pisses me off. And I'm in a foul mood today. I've been jumped. I've been attacked. I still got burn scars and uh, cuts. And I got a headache. Uh, Everything today pisses me off. It's like us today. Yeah. I'm hurting right now. And he says, well, now I got to go up against Cesar Bononi. The guy who's 6'5 and looks like a Baywatch lifeguard. And it's not if, but when I kill him tonight, I'm I'm going to drop him on his head and he's getting choked out. So he's, he's basically giving us a spoiler because that's what happens. That's what's going to happen. Moxley versus Cesar Bononi. That's right. NXT superstar Cesar Bononi. He comes out here. Um, I, I did see something. I know this guy's been doing a lot of stuff on social media, uh, so I'm happy to kind of see him get like some, uh, some stuff on dark. I know he's got some, some personal things that were happening, I think, with him and his family. So I'm, I'm hoping all the, the good vibes towards this guy. And I'm happy that. For Cesar Bononi? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I, I'm not too familiar on the situation, but I did see some, some traction. I was like, okay, like, I'm happy that. They're like, hey, well, we'll put you on TV and help you out in, in a way right, here. Nice. Uh, and I saw something mentioned about his his trunks that he was wearing as well. Something to do with like uh, Brazilian slash like Portuguese uh, freedom, essentially here. Meaning he was he got a lot of people asking about what he was wearing. But he gets beat up by Moxley here, who puts him down with some strikes and then a single leg crab. Uh, but Caesar Bononi is in a group, another faction, more <laughs> gangs here. It's Caesar. Bononi, the Hollywood hunk Ziggler Jr., don't look him over, and the chunk, J.D. Drake. Drake. What a strange pair. Peter Avalon, I don't right? think I don't think he's in the group. They kind of like... Oh, did they kick him out? I don't know if they just decided to form a group with him as a leader and then went, we don't need it's him. It's such a mishmash, but sure, why not? <laughs> it feels more of a mishmash without Pretty Peter, but uh, like, I don't know. Yeah, I... Th- yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. It's so, very weird. <laughs> JD Drake is ringside and like gets involved, sweeps the leg. I would much rather see Moxley versus JD Drake. Oh, yeah. We don't sleep on JD Drake. There's some knee strikes. Caesar gets some strikes in as well. Moxley, though, hits him with a German suplex. Uh, Nimeth comes in and gets involved, but gets hit with the Death Rider. Someone's getting dropped on their head. That happens. Moxley puts Benoni in the rear naked choke, and he is out, and yeah. I quite like the setup to the rear naked choke. It was Cesar Benoni going for his, like, pump handle slam, and when he got him on the shoulders, Mox was able to slip right into the Mm -hmm. choke and be on his back. I thought it was quite creative. Um, This was fine. I mean, it's a... Just a big win for Moxley. Obviously, Benoni not too established, but is physically impressive. I thought Benoni was okay in some of the stuff he did. Not the most exciting match on the card, but yeah. It was a squash. Yeah. yeah. Um, they they announced that J.D. Drake's going to be facing Darby Allen next week for the TNT title. Yes. So that sounds pretty good. Yeah, I've liked J.D. Drake from what I've seen on Evolve. Uh, I, I kind of hope you give him a little promo before this as well because he's been a good talker um this could surprise uh, i'm seeing in the chat thank you rishi uh from toronto in the, ch- in the twitch chat who's mentioning the caesar benoni thing something about um um i think his wife needed a transplant for for something uh so wow. yeah again okay. I, again all, only the good vibes towards uh, mr benoni here so i'm happy that they put him on tv and kind of let people maybe be aware they check him out and then they see kind of the stuff but um uh, go support wow. uh, this guy crazy I, I do i do say wrestling fans we're very jaded we're very mean and we're very critical and we judge and we joke a lot and stuff like that but when wrestlers in like the wrestling community especially like the twitter verse there they come together for mm. for people like like sure. they they definitely are we're we're all like like a big weird family right as soon as you meet someone and you realize you're a wrestling fan it's like you're all you're in mm. you're in our own faction our own stable essentially so uh, it's always happy to see things like that we have team taz backstage all of them are hanging out here and right away taz is talking but ricky starks interrupts him and says, we're fine. We're like the old team, right, Taz? We're the way we used to be. And, well, to be fair, Brian Cage, I'd like to hear what your thoughts are on Team Taz right now. And Brian Cage gets up and says, well, you should have tagged me in sooner the last time we've been fighting because I would put the match to bed way quicker. And kind of just like like blowing off these guys. He's like, clearly still pissed. Yeah, yeah. he's mad at them. Uh, so... Team Taz still has some problems in this other team and faction here in AEW. Yes. Uh, I will say we we make fun of Cage a lot. I think this week and last week he sounded good. I don't know if he's been practicing or whatever, but he doesn't sound as... Brian Cage? Yeah, robotic or awkward as he has. I mean, they often only give him like two or three words to say. Who better? But I thought he sounded fine here. And Ricky Starks is always just entertaining. You want to see him get smacked in the face. Yeah, I want to see this match. Yeah. Cage versus Ricky. I think it could be good. Uh, you, you mentioned Brian Cage has been getting better at his promos. Mm. You know something I didn't know he was good at? What's that? What I learned from being the elite. Oh. Kick flips. What's that? Skateboard tricks. Oh, yeah. Brian Cage. So, <laughs> Tony Hawk, um, I think it's Birdhouse, they sent AEW like a shit. Everyone got skateboards. Mm. Every wrestler got a skateboard. Like, hundreds of skateboards they keep getting boxes of them but you have to put them together yourselves right so it really shows if you're like a true skateboarder you'll 
you'll put it no, you'll take this it. board and do it so all these wrestlers now are hanging around backstage like skateboarding which i don't think is super safe if i was tony Khan, i'd be like ah maybe not see injuries but someone started filming like darby was hanging around backstage and stuff but then uh brian cage goes on the skateboard and he's doing this all over Twitter and stuff. And oh, yeah? he's, he's doing kickflip. And like Ryan Cage is, is fucking jacked. Guy, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how he doesn't break these these skateboards in half when he's <laughs> doing it. But I was pretty impressed. I was like, oh, hey, I didn't expect that. Uh, so Brian Cage also getting better at his skateboarding moves. Trying to see if I can find it. Got to create a Brian Cage, create a wrestler in Tony Hawk. Yeah. <laughs> can you create? You can probably create guys in Tony Hawk. In Tony Hawk I played for, it for a while. Need Need to put yeah, it back on. I made Hillary Duff in my old Tony right. game. Yeah, Lizzie nice. McGuire. Her her finisher was uh, finisher. Her special skateboard move was when you grind. She pulls out a guitar and sings. Oh, nice! <laughs> I also had the oh, Mando. I can see it now. You can see Brian Cage doing kickflips. Yeah, good for him. <laughs> yeah, shout out Brian Cage. <laughs> biggest. He's gonna become the biggest. Matt Jackson's there. Like, whoa, what the fuck, yeah. this guy? <laughs> If this is WWE, Vince saw you doing that, your new gimmick, you're a skateboarder. He's a skateboarder. <laughs> Sorry, Darby. <laughs> this guy's bigger and can do it as well. So this whole time, Cage is feuding with, with Darby when realistically they're probably best friends. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> um, we go to the Pinnacle. Yes, another faction and group here. They're in the, the locker, their, their locker room here that they stole from the Inner Circle. MJF says he's got them a gift a personal pinnacle stylist who brings this like briefcase of all these different colors for suit options and like he, they're gonna make custom suits for i, I want this you want i this? want a custom suit yeah made, what would yeah. you pick what colors um, this guy had colors and different materials and uh i do like a gray suit yeah me too i like a, a nice blue and I like a, a burgundy, like my new up oh, next yeah. hoodie. You're, burgundy, yeah. you're a Daniel Bryan, William Regal kind of guy. Exactly, yeah, yeah. I do like some burgundy. I'd probably go for... I like dark... I have a nice dark gray Calvin suit, but I, I obviously I love wearing my black everything. But a nice black suit here. Imagine mm. this guy just, just suits up all these... I like this. In the pen, they looked good last week. And Sean Spears. I feel, I feel a black suit is more for like a... Funeral. A really either a funeral or a really like high end, yeah, like tuxedo right. more. Otherwise, I do like like a gray silver. Yeah, yeah. You gotta get me. We gotta get some suits. We do. Yeah, we have a wedding. This Let's get fitted up. We have a wedding to go to. Mm. Well, maybe, maybe. Hopefully, <laughs> we don't even. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> Back to being a bum for the next month. <laughs> Show up to a wedding in our up next hoodie. Yeah. <laughs> be great. So the suit guy is here with the with the pinnacle, and MJF's like, and don't worry, I'm gonna change this 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 room here. It's a dump. Don't worry, I'm gonna have a guy knock down some walls and open it up, and I'm gonna start with this washroom. And he opens the door to to, to the washroom, but when he opens the door, it's the inner circle. Yes, Chris Jericho and Proud and Powerful. He closes the door and says, "Uh, we gotta get out of here." Turns around. And the other door, it's Hager. So now, and Sammy. So now it's an all-out brawl in this locker room. I was getting uh, the Simpsons vibes yeah. with Saito Bob yeah, yeah. on the boat. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> with, with Jake. Yeah, alligators one side. You got 
proud and powerful. You got the piranhas, Jake Hager on the other. Everywhere you go, probably be the other way around actually. But yeah. So now it's an all-out brawl. Pinnacle versus Inner Circle fighting in this dressing room. Uh, Sammy beats the shit out of Sean Spears, who beat the hell out of Sammy. He kicked his head through the mm. chair. So Sammy hits him with a go to hell, the like torture rack into the knee. But sends sends Sean like through a door at one point here. Looked great. Cuts to Hager and Wardlow. They're fighting through like a hallway now. There's these like massage tables set up and like these trainers and doctors where Hager just like spine busters Wardlow through this this massage table. Uh, It cuts to them now like fighting through like this outside area with Proud and Powerful and FTR. Dax somehow is just bleeding. Yeah. Like, a lot of blood. Uh, he's posted... He had to get a lot of stitches for this shot. Uh, do you think this was hard way? Like, an accident? I guess, because... I think the so, stitches were, I, it, Yeah. Like, it was on the back of his head, his, wasn't it? Yeah, his stitches he posted... The photos he posted did not look like it was, like, a blade. A blade. Yeah. yeah, it looks pretty serious. Uh, so, the, the commentary here is, is pretty hectic, because they're like, hey, we're trying our best to get all this action on. We didn't mm. expect this to happen. Uh, again, this was a taped show from last Thursday, I believe. So it's mm. like this is heavily edited. I like, but it, I like though. this. Yeah. I thought it felt um, the way it was shot kind of reminded me of the raid. It's a movie. Like it was like tracking shots. Yeah. Like as as uh, Sammy and Spears were fighting, it was kind of like following them down the hallway, and even the the momentum of the go to hell kind of continued pushing yeah, them yeah. further down the hallway. I thought it looked really cool, and I think it. I think this was a great brawl. I think some backstage brawls I'm a bit like meh about, but this was this was a cinematic. This was the inner circle reclaiming their territory. I thought they looked like badass baby faces now. Uh, I thought this was great. I really loved this. Proud and powerful get these like chairs. They bust them into wooden stakes, and that's what they're cutting up. FTR, oh yeah. like making them bleed. The blood's <laughs> everywhere. Dorset, sorry, Dax is like, I'm already bleeding. Just there's, leave me alone. There's this giant bucket which I guess they were setting up to put like bottles of champagne in with ice. I thought it was a glass table, and when when Santana or Ortiz like punch him through it, I thought he went through a glass table, and I, mm. I screamed. Oh, the ice, and I was yeah. like, oh, it's ice, it's ice. Going through the Pepsi fridge. Yeah, like- MJF and Jericho fighting it out. MJF gets thrown through the Pepsi machine or the 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 fridge, the glass fridge there. Oh, he also gets a swirly. This is he definitely, does. yeah, this is definitely, yeah. Jericho delivers a swirly to MJF. A lot of wrestling fans are losing it here. <laughs> Jericho puts MJF's head in the toilet. Fantastic. And then they kick them all out, and Jericho takes off the Pinnacle logo, puts back up the inner circle, and says, this is our locker room, and shuts the door. Loved it. I thought this was great. Yeah, this reminded me of like a cinematch, but in more styles than I like. I wasn't too high on the Street Fight Sting thing mm-hmm. that they had, because it was too hokey for me. This is just... Film it like a movie, but you do fighting. And but it- also, the way it was filmed, it, it felt like cameramen were running there trying to capture yeah. all the action but it wasn't it wasn't crazy cuts it wasn't shaky cameras yeah. uh it it felt real and i thought it looked really cool yeah I, I really really enjoy this the only issue i have is i would have let that played out a bit more you should have you should have let them no show for a while have them dominate a bit more have maybe the skits of them in the lock the dressing room yeah. a bit more i agree because um, the only thing we've seen these guys do is do the attack, say they're the pinnacle, and then had a tag team match where they barely could beat Flying Brian Jr. and yeah, Cliff Garrison. I'm with you. I think this is probably going to be a stadium stampede at double or nothing. 
that's over a month away. There's there's still a lot of time to tell this story. I think you could have, yeah, this week had a bit more of the pinnacle doing kind of inner circle stuff in the dressing room and maybe in two weeks you could have done this. But overall, well, I thought I enjoyed was, it. Yeah. I'm just with you. I think the timing was maybe early. They made Jericho look like a badass. Yeah. They made the whole inner everyone, circle. Yeah, yeah, everyone looked like such badass. And I like everyone's got their partner. It's Jericho MJF, it's Sammy Spears, it's Hager Wardlow, it's Proud and Powerful and FTR. You'd figure Sammy wants a piece of MJF. You would, yeah. You figure everyone... You, you but need... Jericho's like, sorry, Sam, he's mine. <laughs> Next week, the inner circle are, are back. Like, they're going to cut a promo or something. Of a town hall. Who Another town hall. Yeah. <laughs> and I need, I, need, uh, I need an apology from the inner circle to Sammy. Yeah. Like, they need to go, the elephant in the room here is, uh, you were right and we were wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Realistically. Uh, that's what I need. Because uh, Sammy told them. He said Told them all along. Yeah. So next week, we'll see the inner circle back here. We go to the Young Bucks backstage with Alex Marvez, but they're interrupted by Don Callis. Nick walks off, but Don stops Matt and says, Matt, look, you're Kenny Omega's best friend, and you broke Kenny's heart. Kenny chose AEW over New York, over Japan. He was super successful in Japan, but he chose to leave and come here, not because of the money, but because of you. He made this choice because of family, because of you. And you just leave Kenny bleeding in the ring like an animal. So why don't you go be cold somewhere else? Go count your money. And he slaps Matt Jackson. And Matt looks like he wants to hit him, but he, he doesn't. He, he, st- he just chills out. And Don says, yeah, you're pathetic. You make me sick. But Matt just doesn't do anything and lets Don kind of treat him this way. Damn. Yeah, uh, Don Callis is fantastic or in everything. I think he's so good. He's so slimy, so manipulative. Um, even here, how he's just like, Nick, fuck off. <laughs> like, why was this just a man? <laughs> Look, Matt, Nick, you're great, but... Nick, you're going to take away from the scene. Kenny Don't doesn't, do something else. Kenny doesn't like you as much as he likes Matt, <laughs> so we need to talk to Matt here. Uh, maybe maybe they're, like, going off of, like, a, like the, the story here is, look, like, Kenny was is the draw anywhere. Mm. Impact puts Kenny on, people watch, you know, but... He chose to be here because this is you guys created this, and now you're you're leaving. But he's playing devil's advocate because Kenny left them hanging yeah. quite a few times now. So. And just just selecting Matt, it, he's trying to drive a wedge between those two as well. Yeah. Because obviously the scene like off camera here will be Nick going, "What did he? What did he say to you? What's happening?" And then can have a bit of lack of trust there. But definitely uh, this invisible hand. Just he's he's an asshole. Yeah. Just Not very invisible, is he? Like no. We see him being a dick, manipulating things every week. He was the invisible hand to Nick, because Nick, Nick didn't... Poor Nick. Know. Nick, we, well, we know where Nick went now. Nick went, no, nah, I'm going... I need to talk to someone else, because we'll see mm. after this next match. But this next match is the Lucha Bros with Laredo Kid. So it's the triple Lucha Bros here, really. Versus Kenny Omega. And the Good Brothers. I like how Penta decides whether he's a good guy or a bad guy, just on a flip of the... I think dime. he was just bad for this Cody feud, and then Cody remembered that Cutie Marshall's kicking around. and was like, oh, I want to play with that guy instead. I don't know, because he's still doing the heel thing, where he has the... the translator. Tra- yeah, the translator, It can Alex. be... It's cheeky, though. It's like tweener-esque, I think. I love this. Yeah, this, he's great. Where he goes, Penta says that... 
you had to cheat to win the world title, Kenny. And you had to cheat to get all those titles. And eventually, you'll have to lose them. So we want all your championships. Tag titles, world titles, AAA titles, all of it. Zero miedo. And then Kenny Omega comes out with the Good Brothers to not Kenny's entrance and theme, but like the... The Bullet Club theme, essentially. I guess, yeah. It reminds me of the New Japan Bullet Club theme that they had when these guys were like the Bullet Club. Right. Like this weird guitar. It sounds like it's almost the same artist, which okay. I wouldn't be shocked if cool. AEW kind of reached out and got them. But Kenny comes out with no titles, and I was like, that's weird. And then Don behind him, like, chilling to the music with the AEW world title. And oh, look, it's the AAA yeah. title. <laughs> yeah, I think I was surprised they haven't bought this title out earlier we we saw him in his match against phoenix to kind of wind him up yeah but since they've started this belt collector gimmick i don't know why you wouldn't be carrying around all the belts all the time uh so this was cool callus bring them both yeah down. and i guess it's because laredo kid was there as well it's the triple a yeah guy. he's taunting him again yeah. he's like oh i'm fighting you guys triple a guys yeah i'll wear the title out now because <laughs> i'm the champ and other times i don't even care about it so, Kenny and the Good Brothers versus Lucha Brothers, but right before this match even starts, the Lucha men just do flying, like, dives to the outside onto all the guys. They, the three of them get Kenny alone in the ring and just deliver super kicks, triple super kicks, just insane. There's crazy topes and moonsaults, and Laredo Kid hits a moonsault to everyone. Uh, Kenny goes for the you can't escape, but Laredo Kid escapes there's then doc gallows who comes in and starts hitting random roundhouse kicks that looked pretty good doc gallows yeah i've i've quite enjoyed gallows and anderson's tag run recently i really like their match against finn juice on impact mm-hmm. and i think gallows has people give him a lot of shit and can't say i particularly enjoy watching him in singles matches but i think in tags he's He's pretty good as a big man. He's got some speed. He's got some nice kicks and punches. Like, I don't mind him too much. Yeah, he, he was doing some cool stuff. Uh, Kenny Omega is now back in, and once his boys help him gain control, he's just being a dick. He's doing classic Kenny Omega, like, kicks the guy in the head a few times while he's doing these ridiculous faces. This is the Kenny Omega people just absolutely hate. Yeah. And because people hate it, it makes me like him even more. Yeah. He's such an asshole. Uh, Doc is in, and he's beating up people. They do their, their big brother splash to all three of them splash on the one guy Laredo finally comes back hitting Doc with the DDT Lucha Bros come in do these crazy double teams Ray Phoenix double cutters Swantons but Carl Anderson comes back with this running like the sick kick the mm. Yakuza the kick yeah, kind of, yeah yeah essentially yeah uh, there's then Penta who does a destroyer on Kenny Omega just insane there's then this crazy spine buster from Carl Anderson there's a powerbomb in the air a V-trigger on Laredo Kid but Kid kicks out there's then this tope where Kid just goes like with head first into Kenny Omega here he, he's Laredo Kid's been watching his Ray Phoenix and realizes I can I can do one of those crazy you know Ray Phoenix topes are oh yeah just insane and Laredo Kid definitely said hold my beer so Ray Phoenix um it kind of disappeared here while Kenny and Laredo Kid are wrestling and then out of the corner of your screen just in comes Ray Phoenix who just runs across the rope this was insane where did he even come ran from? across with just a kick to the what the face and just I think he just ran from one turn buckle to the other it was nuts. Yeah. He was like a mouse. You know when you're like, suddenly a mouse goes across and yeah. you're like, wait, what was, do we have a mouse? And it just it was like, like that. And PKs him. Like, just crazy, oh, man. My I, 
mouth was like open for the next like two minutes at what I just saw. I I always say that Kenny Omega must be an alien because he, the way he wrestles, like him and Kota Ibushi are like designed in some lab in some other planet to be like you will be the greatest professional wrestlers ever. Ray Phoenix is one. He's, of, he's not human. How yeah. do you do this? How do you let alone train to to be wrestlers and take these crazy bumps and stuff? But to literally run across this rope is insane. But Laredo Kid takes advantage of that PK assist from Ray Phoenix, hits Kenny with the Laredo driver, just dropping Kenny on the head. But it is a two count, 2.9 count. This driver looked nuts as well. Crazy. Kenny comes back with the V-trigger. He's had enough. The one-winged angel. This time, Laredo Kid ain't kicking out at three. Mm. He's put to bed. Kenny and the Good Brothers beat the Lucha Brothers. And he can add that to his... Highlight reel of one-winged angels. Yeah, the one-winged angels. Going round on impact, just showing everyone a video of... (laughs) This week he went, so there's Swinger's Palace, which is like this casino. And he goes in and he's like, what's the odds right now between Swan and and Omega? And Swing gives him the odds. And he goes, watch this video. And it's just a highlight reel of all these one-winged angels. And he's like, oh, well, now the odds have changed. (laughs) (laughs) It's great. Uh, this was fantastic. The, all these guys just, you know, you know exactly what you're going to get when you saw this advertise. You know it was going to be nuts. You know you were going to see some crazy lucha things. Uh, I love this. Uh, I want to see more of Laredo Kid on AEW. Um, yeah, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, he tweeted today saying, hey, thanks everything, thanks for everything, AEW. One day, hopefully, I'll be back. And mm. people are like, uh, yeah, can we, can we do that? Can we have you? Yeah. Can we just have you? I, I feel if if they ever do introduce trios titles, yeah. which I think maybe would be a good idea with the amount of tag teams they have there. Groups and um, stuff. I think he's definitely someone who could join the Lucha Bros. Yeah, I've said it a million times. Penta is my favorite character to watch in wrestling as of late. And this whole group of these Lucha guys here, the Lucha Brothers, like they're insane. Like... Uh, and and there's something to be said about Kenny Omega mixing up with these guys. I I always say Kenny Omega is my favorite, and they they must get along or love wrestling each other because it's it's literally like let's one up each other on mm. what crazy shit. It, it reminds me of uh, SNL. Chris Farley and Adam Sandler, two of the most funniest guys in the world at one point, would always just do shows trying to outdo each other right. on the show. That's what I get when I watch any of these incarnations mm. of Kenny and and the Bucks and the Lucha Brothers and stuff. I just the, these six. Men matches they've been doing recently are always so enjoyable, mm-hmm. and I, I loved it when they had that with the Shield. Just every week, you just have a really hot six-man tag, and they're delivering every single week with these guys. Yeah, this is like probably oh, fuck. It might be my match of the night because there's just so many crazy things. Uh, I, I enjoyed this show really, realistically, like kind of top to bottom. But I, I thought this was nuts, uh, and and the Good Brothers looking good. We don't give them enough rub there because they're always known mm-hmm. as the, the heavies, Stooges, but, yeah. but like. Fuck, Carl Anderson can go, man. We are not done here, though, because after the match, it looks like they're going to beat up the Lucha Bros. But John Moxley comes out on the entrance ramp and he stares down and it's Kenny basically like, yeah, it's just you. Come fight me and the Good Brothers. Like, I got my boys here. But out come some reinforcements. The Young Bucks come out to back up John Moxley. Yes, so Kenny's... Not beat up, but yeah. back up John Mox. Yeah, so they're like, wait a second, what? So the Good Brothers and Kenny are kind of shocked, and the Bucks and, and Mox rush the ring and chase off Kenny and the Good Brothers. 
And next week, it is announced to go up against head-to-head with TakeOver Night 1 on AEW. Kenny and the Good Brothers versus Mox and the Bucks Brothers. Do, do you think this is kind of a reaction, maybe? Yes. It feels a bit soon for yes. me, for Kenny and the Bucks to be facing off. 100%. Um, but should be great. Yeah, this this to me is... Uh, hey, we have a show to, next week, too. Mm. And this match is on it. To me, this is a match I am very interested in watching. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this is definitely... As soon as Moxley came out, I kind of went, hmm, something... I'd still say, for me... Um, like I know we were going to be watching NXT yet anyway, but yeah. uh, this is a big match. But still, like oh, I'd take over, yeah, take over matches. Oh yeah, take yeah. over over everything. But definitely looking to uh, looking forward to this uh, six man tag because that that sounds crazy. Uh, I see someone in the chat. B Crutch says, "Will the Bucks turn on him?" Imagine that. It's the whole plan was was Bucks Callus was Callus really like, "Hey, we're gonna trick this guy." I don't know. And then you got oh, you just have Bullet Club. As a stable. Oh my god, another stable. Something I'm I'm curious about on, and they haven't been playing it out here, but there's, since losing the Impact titles, the Good Brothers kind of feel a bit, um, like maybe they've let down Kenny, or they're not worthy of Kenny, and they're kind of playing that, um, maybe Kenny isn't quite as happy with them anymore, because they don't have gold. And I wonder if at some point G.O.D. might get involved with this mm. story. Forbidden it could, Doors? Yeah, because it could further be Kenny could then start tagging with them a little bit. And it's sort of what... who Who's Kenny wanting to be with? Uh, I don't know. It's something... Maybe that could be more of a impact thing. But I wouldn't be surprised if we see G.O.D. at some point. I can't say I'm super excited about that. <laughs> I think, like, I don't mind them. I just think it's so stale in New Japan because that tag division's non-existent. Yeah. So they're, they're guys that maybe might change our opinion on seeing them against Lucha Brothers or something like that, you know, <laughs> or the Young Bucks. There was something I didn't mention uh, on a show. It happened maybe a week or so ago, but uh, in New Japan, when they were doing a show, there was that earthquake. Mm. Did you see this That was clip? crazy, yeah. That is one of the craziest things I've seen. And... Say what you will, but Jay White, even in the midst of a fucking earthquake, which you don't know what it could be mm. at that time, if how big or bad it is, he runs over and grabs the two world titles. He's like, don't worry, I'm holding. I got it. Make sure they're, okay. they're, make sure they're okay. And he, it was before the new uh, abomination title has yeah. been told, given the out. nightmare <laughs> title. <laughs> I'm still sad about that. I yeah, see, it's, you, it's I, disappointing. I mentioned wrestling fans are jaded and we're so mean, but that title sucks. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> Could have had it all. So next week, Mox and the Bucks versus Kenny and the Good Brothers. That sounds nuts. We go to Britt Baker and Rebel. They have a little promo backstage here. And they mention that they're here to elevate. Elevate. Elevation. I noticed Thunder Rosa, she's got to get her wins up. Because the biggest win of her career in that Lights Out match wasn't sanctioned. Therefore, it didn't happen. So Britt's like, yeah, you beat me. Unsanctioned match. Doesn't count. N- numbers aren't, ain't on the board there, fam. She says it doesn't happen, so the legend will be here. Me, yours truly, DMD. So it looks like she's got her eyes set on elevation as well. Yeah, Br- Brit's great. Yeah. Great promo. And it feels kind of weird that we're continuing this feud, because I don't know how you top, like, a a kind of death match sort of they had. Um, but 
also, I loved that first match, so I'm happy to see them go at it again. Exploding barbed wire death match. Let's do it. Yeah, definitely. Maybe a cage or something. I don't know. Yeah, true. Yeah, I wouldn't mind them watching them wrestle again. Yeah. Definitely a different gimmick match. We go to the bad bunny. The literal bad bunny. Mm. The bunny. She's going to wrestle. She's in this group here. Hey, look, another faction. The Hardy family office. Meaning, not only is it the Hardy party, meaning Matt Hardy and the private party and the butcher, the blade and the bunny, but then Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero. The, the vicious vixens. The vicious, vicious vixens. Sorry, the vicious vixens, the Hardy party, the Hardy office family thing. Uh, this looks like the most... This is the budget faction. I mean, I know, all I, of them? I know Matt's lost his first quarter earnings, but just this mishmash of people. Fucking QT just gets all these guys he just trains in the gyms and we don't really yeah. know, but this is still the most bootleg faction. It's, it's faction. just the, the image of Matt Hardy there in his cheap suit next to Vicky in her t-shirt and fucking Butcher and Blade in their aprons. <laughs> like, it's... <laughs> oh... It's just weird. It's... I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it, and I'm trying to, but outcome. It's, it gives these guys something to do. Like that. That's what it is, isn't it? Like these. None of these are going to be world champions. But uh, Matt Hardy says here that uh, the bunny wasn't in all these like women's tournament things for the title, and she's been overlooked. So here she's going to prove, and that. Ty Conti is gonna Ty Conti is gonna pay for the Dark Order sins here tonight mm. in this tag match. So Hikaru Shida, the women's champ, and the number one contender Ty Conti. Yes, she's the number one contender for the title. Teaming up against the Bunny and Nyla Rose. Um, so this match happens. That's kind of a bit messy in the beginning here. Uh, I, I I'm. I'm a big fan of Bunny. She used to be Cherry Bomb on the Indies. Big Buffalo kids, you know. Uh, being here in Toronto, she wrestled here quite a lot. And she has had some epic, like, rivalries on the Indies and stuff. I feel like maybe this was the first time I've seen her in a long time wrestle. Maybe there was some ring rust or nervousness. I just felt like something was a little off in the in the first half of this match okay. for me. Um, but then Ty comes in and just starts cleaning house here, tying it up with Nyla. There's bicycle knees. There's a backbreaker on the outside. All the factions are on the outside. Some like great judo throws. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Great. Sheeta does this dive onto everyone, and then Ty does it as well. But when she gets back in the ring, she's met with the bunny who is the ref's distracted, hits Ty with a kendo stick, and then the down the rabbit hole, the, the final cut, the eye of the hurricane, and the bunny gets her win over Ty here. The Hardy family office vicious vixens team get the W. This was this was all right. Uh, I think Ty's been looking very good. She's improved a lot. Uh, I didn't mind uh, Ali, the bunny, so much here. I think, I think she's actually someone who should be wrestling more because I think she can strengthen that division. I'm mm-hmm. not saying this was a, a great outing, but I didn't think it was particularly bad. Yeah, match was fine. Yeah, I, I'm interested in seeing more of the bunny because I know Cherry Bomb here, Allie, she's a pretty good wrestler. Uh, so, and, and cool finish, down the rabbit hole. Yep. Creative name too for the bunny. Uh, it's just It's just weird. There's so many factions and then this one just sticks out because it's just some dude in a suit. Mm. Vicky Guerrero's there for some reason. Yeah. Nyla's there. 
private parties there. You, you know, they just go, ah, can I be in the other one? I want to be in that. That team looks like yeah. fun. That looks like fun. It's like you're, you're, you're on a, you're in a, you're a kid in a softball team and your team, like, you look over and you just see all the other teams getting taken out for ice cream and just like. This is definitely, uh, I'm, I might have said this before, but those things where you're like, okay, you've got a hundred dollars to, build your faction yeah and it's like you can have the rock or austin but they're 50 dollars each or you can have yeah you know butcher and the blade for 10 bucks you can get ali for 10 bucks you can get vicky guerrero for five you can get nyla for 10 like that's what it feels this faction is it's very weird just vicky guerrero on t- vicky and matt hardy in the same it's like just weird I just, mm. i'm not interested in this no. <laughs> i'm interested in the bunny yeah yeah definitely and the bad bunny sure yeah we get a match graphic for next week. It's Bear Country versus Jurassic Express. So Bear Country's heel. They turned heel. They got this great graphic. I, I think I called it. Uh, you did, yeah. <laughs> uh, I said that when's the Godzilla King Kong tie-in going to happen? Well, here it is. And we see the graphics of the Lucha Men, the, the, the dinosaur. Jurassic yeah, Express. Jurassic Express being Godzilla and Bear Country being uh, King Kong. And then... They, they have this promo where it's Jurassic Express hanging out and they say, it's like Kong and Zilla and we're going to show who's top of the food chain. And they start talking about Godzilla. And then Marco Stunt kind of looks embarrassed and he's covering up his arm and they reveal he got this King Kong tattoo on his arm and he got the wrong, the wrong team. Yeah, he's the dinosaur guys. And he got King Kong. Is this a real tattoo? It looked real. It looked I real. Think, yeah, there was way too detailed and stuff, I think, to be... It, to be fair, I'm not going to make fun of the guy. It looked cool. It's just he didn't have any other tattoos. So He's got some on his back. He's, and he's got some, yeah. but it's just like this Godzilla, uh, King Kong's face on your arm. I'm like, it's, it's a little... It's a... Might have been a promotional deal for the movie. Oh, I would get... <laughs> if, 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 if that was a promotional deal, like, hey, you get any of these tats for this movie, but they're free, and they're free, it's just you got to get mm. Godzilla's face or whatever. I'd be like, fuck yeah, all right. No, this is kind of funny. It was funny. Luchasaurus <laughs> is like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, he's like, come on. We're, we're, we're the dinosaurs. We're literally the dinosaurs. Why would you get the, the, the gorilla? Why would you do that? Uh, super hype for that movie. So we go to our main event, and it's Arcade Anarchy, the best friends, best friends, best friends. Going up against Kip and Miro. Uh, love Orange Cassidy and Chucky e. T coming out to the Pixies. Yeah, it was great. This, this is cool. Seeing the, like, real music as wrestling themes is something that's just so awesome. And Where Is My Mind is just a banger. Always played this song in, in high school bands and stuff. So it's just cool to see as a wrestling theme. But it's an arcade anarchy, which means what exactly? No rules. <laughs> Just you can quarters. Smash people through the the fake, the fake machines. The fake ones. The fake not, ones. Not the real ones. Not the real ones. So they got uh, some some arcade games set up ringside. Mortal Kombat. Uh, no Turtles in Time. I didn't see or or X Men. Uh, but then they have like um, the claw machines. The whack a mole. Oh yeah. The thing where you you get your prizes with the tickets. Yeah, kind of like a carnival. Sort yeah. Of. So that's all set up ringside, and these guys go at it. They start to use guardrails as weapons quite a lot. There's, like I mentioned, the whack-a-mole kind of gimmicked here. Well, a lot of gimmicked stuff where someone gets put through it, and they start whacking the person with the... Yeah. Yeah, with the... the, This took Kip out for most of the match. (laughs) He got got hit with that, that fluffy hammer. 
and that was it for mm. for him. Uh, there's there's guardrails a lot of the time where they're like suplexing and, and throwing guys into them. Uh, Chucky e. T jumps off Mortal Kombat, which is just a great call. He's like, Chucky e. T just jumped off the Mortal Kombat, and Jr. is like, Yeah, I don't even know what that means. Jr. just <laughs> checked out, sat, sat back for this one. You guys got it. I'm Thanks, gonna Scarlet hang out. This is yours. <laughs> uh, so they, they all the prizes I mentioned, like the carnival games, are like weapons, like chairs and stuff. So the guys are grabbing that and beating each other up with it. Uh, they eventually take two on one on Miro here as they cover him in everything to kind of keep him holding him down. And then they beat up on Kip. Um, Kip and Chucky e. T are in the ring and they're fighting each other. And Chucky e. grabs this like stuffed animal, this teddy bear, but then opens out the back of it and dumps out in the middle of the ring, Lego. Uh-oh. Yeah, that's right. Wei Ting, I bet, lost his mind. He drops all the Lego everywhere and then goes to slam Kip on it, who fights back. And Kip eventually power bombs Chucky. E. Onto the Lego bricks. Ouchie. Yeah, have you ever stepped on oh, Lego? Of course. Oh, it's the worst. This fucking painful. It's the worst. Mm. Like, thumbtacks? Yeah, that hurts. They're thumbtacks. But Lego? Oh my god. I'm trying to wonder if, like, your back would kind of hurt less than the feet. I don't know. Well, the worst thing is the dude's taking a power bomb. He's doing the classic how you take the bump. The back where you, bump. you, like, do that. Elbows and it's like, yeah, it your elbows and like arms and hands are going into Eesh. it, too. Like, just, ah. Uh, uh, I, I, I think Lego is such a great bump in wrestling. WWE never really kind of goes in that avenue, but it was such a thing in the indies for such oh, a long yeah. time that it's really cool to finally kind of see, especially Chucky taking the bump. Made here. sense for the match. Yeah. Like, that's something you'd win, like... Some Lego. What, really? I don't, yeah, you're I don't, in a Lego set. <laughs> I fucking love Lego as a kid. Mm. Really, really love Lego. Um, so this match continued because it's only a near fall. So then Chucky hits him a D- with a DDT. Uh, sorry, it's it's Orange who comes in with the satellite DDT onto the Lego. Then a beach break. Uh, but then Penelope Ford gets involved and breaks up the pin here. So stopping Orange Cassidy from getting this, this win. And then... It's it's Penelope who goes over to the the claw machine, mm. the claw, and all the stuffed animals are little aliens. And the the big pop of the night here is she goes to play the claw game, and out pops <laughs> an alien, Chris Statlander. She's back, Earth to Ford as Statlander shoves the like glass plexiglass thing breaks out Into of this head yeah <laughs> breaks out of this thing penelope tries to fight her back but she beats the shit out of her they get her up on the apron there's like the hockey table gimmick hockey thing set up and statlander hits her with the alien driver satellite driver off the off the apron through this thing taking out penelope here uh, i lost my my mind seeing chris statlander again everything i say just seems to happen i love chris statlander Coming out with the the the, the alien oh, yeah, claw, the reveal so yeah. clever, like really fun. <laughs> the Toy Story alien the claw, absolutely. Uh, they then the match continues. It's Miro who's fucking up the best friends with like steel chairs, and he he has them like he, he's beating the hell out of them, and they start to climb up the the entrance ramp, and a van shows up. Uh oh, could it be? Could it be? It's Sue. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Trent's mom, which can only mean she's dropping off 
Trent. A baby boy. Yes, Trent is back. Great pop here. Uh, just a heartfelt moment. Gives him a kiss on the cheek. He's wearing his vest, his jean vest. Yeah. He's ready to fight. The best friends and Orange Cassidy all attack Miro here. He tries to fight back. Uh, he then takes them out and then waves over to Sue, blows her a kiss, and then Miro goes over to the van and gets on top of it, like almost like he's gonna going to attack Sue, and she's freaking out. She's scared. This big, massive man is on her car. But Trent makes the save. He attacks Miro. Uh, they then throw him into Mortal Kombat 2, or what was supposed to be Mortal Kombat 2. Didn't quite look like the arcade. Uh... Well, you're not gonna, <laughs> let's not smash up Mortal Kombat 2. It's fine. They they wouldn't do it to a Street Fighter too. Uh, Trent then hits a spear through a table on Miro. Kip is on the stage, but Chucky grabs him, hits him with this like power slam off the stage through these tables that were set up ringside, and the best friends get their win over Kip and Miro. The best friends are the best. Uh, really, really fun match. I've not enjoyed this feud at all, but I think there's something about these kind of best friends plunder matches that have been pretty fun. I thought um, the reveal of Statlander was great. I loved some of the uh, like some of the gimmicks they had, the Lego bump. Thought Miro looked good, and I liked how they treated him like a monster, just like burying him under absolutely everything. Um, yeah, I thought this was really enjoyable. The re- Trent and Sue returning. Yeah. Uh, just a real, like, feel-good moment to end the show. Like, I just went off feeling happy, you know? I agree. Uh, th- this this had some stuff that I didn't really like. Like, it looked really hokey. And a lot of it made me think of, like, what people think wrestling is. Right. And this definitely, like, mm. goes into that category and stuff. But it also reminded me of, like, indie wrestling, where they take the fun of things. And, like, it's wrestling. It's not real life. It's silly. It's supposed to be this. Mm. So I definitely see both sides of it. But I definitely was enjoying some of the, the spots and, and some of the stuff. Again, all of the guys in this match are good wrestlers uh, and Kip Sabian. But the story has just been really stupid. And yeah. very the characters of the video game thing is very stupid. So the fact that it's it didn't feel too arcadey because... Again, they didn't really fight with the arcade games. They fought with like some of the gimmicked mm. other stuff. So they, they didn't really actually go around smashing arcade things. This whole feud started with the arcade thing yeah. being used as a weapon. I thought that was something that they would have maybe tied into this. Mm. But again, love love the Chris Statlander thing because Ford was the one who, who injured her, I think, in that match or the last time they fought. Right, gotcha. Uh, and then Sue showing up and Trent and, and everything. Uh, again, I couldn't could not hate this. I like that Dynamite as well is okay with having a main event not be Moxley, Kenny Omega, that kind of thing. And I feel quite often on, on WWE programming, you'll have your star in the main event, but it's sometimes in just some meaningless tag or whatever. I, I way prefer having a a lower card or mid card feud that's been built up for a while being like, okay, it's not necessarily going to be on the pay-per-view, but you're going to headline dynamite. And uh, I like that. And we've seen that a lot, like with uh, even Darby John Silver last week and, and this here and the, the like lights out match the other week. I, I like that the, 
the main events feel very different and gives a lot of people on the roster a chance to have that main event. Yeah, 100%. It changes things up. And I mentioned I don't like when I keep seeing Matt Hardy every week, mm. every week, every week, where I like to see different characters come in and out every week. You don't need to see everyone every week and vice versa. But seeing the different main events that they can put on is a good idea. This is this was the right way to end a show here yeah, tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, th- I I really enjoyed the the, like pops that you got from statlander and sue and trent uh really enjoyable i i would say i i probably like the the six man tag a bit more or even the qt marshall i think that was my favorite yeah i think that was yeah like that was probably the highlight to be honest and uh, obviously chris statlander i think um having her back in this women's division will definitely grateful help it and seeing where the women's division kind of is right now there's so many different matchups like statlander ford uh they can blow past that one and then go to Statlander, Thunder Rosa, Statlander, Brit, Brit like yeah. so many different things there. I think getting the title off Hikaru onto someone else is a way to instantly freshen it up. I think Shida needs to drop it soon. Yeah. It's, it's been long and I can't say I've been too into her reign. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. I think maybe double or nothing. It's time to yeah. have her drop the title. Overall, I really enjoyed this episode. Yeah, really enjoyable. Great, I, I great really episode. liked it. I thought both NXT and AEW did a good job, but I, I'd say I preferred AEW last night. Yeah, I, I really liked NXT with all their promos and hype videos for TakeOver next week, and it was did the proper thing of leading into the big two nights of shows next week for NXT. But uh, I will say a slight edge to AEW this week, just for... They just they're doing what they regularly do and continue the the drive the story and great wrestling on the show. Some ridiculous stuff, but uh, highlights: seeing Christian wrestle, not missing a beat, QT turning on Cody, and Chris Statlander. Well, that's what we thought every week on BD Elite. We see what you guys thought. Our patrons get a Zoom link every Thursday so they can call in and give us their opinions on AEW, NXT, the world of wrestling, and whatever they want to talk about. Let's start with Dickie Bird. If you would kindly just unmute yourself, what did you think of AEW this week? What is happening, guys? <laughs> Hello, good sir. This hey. is Dickie Bird. I'm going to have to go ahead and talk about NXT for a second. Yeah, go of course, for it. Man. Yeah, for sure. Uh, because, look, I had a wonderful day yesterday. It was a day where I took the day off. It was a Thursday for, for me uh, in here, here in Australia, and I was kicking off my Easter weekend, so I thought I'd take a, another, another day and have a, a five-day weekend. Um, but I thought, you know what, I'm going to do the uh, Chris Elliott special. Uh, Chris Elliott, as you know, is the the people's champ for, for BDE. Yeah, sorry. Uh, so what's the Chris coming. Elliott special? Uh, flopping? Yeah, I'm about, I'm, I'm, <laughs> oh, you, you, might, you might find out. But uh, in this particular case, it was the dual screen. It was the watching the... AEW and the NXT at the same time, oh. uh, which I have never done. I have never, uh, to be honest, it's actually been two years since I watched NXT live. Um, but nevertheless, I put them both on the screen at the same time and I watched them and look, you know, full disclosure, I'm an AEW mark. So I have a bit of a bias, right? But the reason that I'm talking about this is because there was 
something particular on that NXT show that took me away from AEW. And that was this prime target uh, promo or, uh, oh, yeah. you know, video. video pack. Holy moly. And look, for those who know, they know that this touched me in a certain way. And I uh, took note and I saved some links from YouTube and and all that sort of thing. But um, what's important, the, the reason I'm bringing this up is because it actually aired during the Kenny Omega trios match. Okay. And yeah, and I watched it as, uh, well... So the dual screen thing is kind of fascinating because you, you're not really drawn to anything un, until you are literally drawn to anything. You know, you know, like your eyes go to something, you're like, oh, what's this? You know, and so obviously the, the, the Kenny Omega match starts first. And I'm like, yeah, great, awesome. Can't wait for this. And then the Prime Target special starts and I'm like, oh, fuck, what is this? <laughs> and... <laughs> And I start watching that and I watched that whole thing during, and I'm, I, I basically missed the, the bulk of that Kenny Omega match because I was so drawn to, uh, to that promo. Um, you know, so luckily for me, you know, it finished before the, the, the end of, of that match, but look, I can't say enough about that, um, that, that promo. And, and I would encourage anybody who maybe isn't an NXT fan to, to at least go out and, and seek it out because from a production standpoint, it was, uh, above and beyond um uh, it sort of reminded me of like a christopher nolan trailer yeah. um the even, rain even it's the rain <laughs> it's the rain it's the big titles as well it's like the big title adam cole's name is like big metallic titles coming on and it's like fuck yeah let's let's do this so um but that was nxt uh, I, i'll just chat a couple of things about AEW. um I thought the MJF and, and inner circle thing was just awesome. Like I giddy, giddy with excitement because, you know, they did the thing. They're like, yeah, Hey, we're doing this thing. And, and, and as soon as you open, <laughs> I'm even just laughing, just thinking about it. But as soon as he opens the door and, and uh, the bathroom door and, and there's uh uh, Jericho and his cronies in there. Like it was something out of Scooby-Doo. You yeah. guys, you guys yeah, well, yeah. said it well. <laughs> Yeah, and and I laughed. I laughed. I thought it was hilarious. But as soon as they tried to escape, and then Hager's on the other side, like I, it, it kind of got real, and it was like, shit, this is a fucking ambush going on here, you know? Yeah. And it was like, what did they oh, expect? They damn. know where their locker room yeah, is. Yeah, they know exactly where they are. <laughs> oh, but it, it was oh, it was uh, the humor of like closing the door on Jericho, like seeing uh, them. Uh, 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 nope. nope. <laughs> yes exactly it was like oh if i close this door then they don't exist anymore yeah and then of course they open the next door and it's like oh shit yeah it's still happening but a uh, big shout out to sammy guevara and uh and and double s sean spears yeah. uh big uh door slam on the head reminded me uh of uh, kill bill volume one with yeah. um you know, with, uh, oh, fuck, what's his name? The, um, I'm here to, no, Buck. Buck and I'm here to fuck, right? That's the right. guy, you know, the guy in the thing. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah, and the yeah, yeah. Like, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, you know, the, the guy in the hospital and, and she slams the door. Like, 
it was brutal. Like it's serious. Like this whole thing was really quite brutal and I loved it so much. And, you know, to anybody who thinks that, oh shit, you know, maybe like it was too soon or whatever. Like all I can say is like, clearly there's going to be repercussions, you know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But I think back to like WWE, if it was like uh, retribution or something, right. And it was like a couple of weeks after they debuted and like some other faction came in and laid them out. It'd be like, Oh, they're buried or whatever. And, and I, maybe it's just because it's AEW that I just thought to myself, it's like, no, man, this is just the start. You know, this is just, you know, you know that the pinnacle's coming back with something. Yeah. And, you know, I think that it's building to a blood and guts match at, at double or nothing, you know, because they've been so keen to do that match. Mm. And, you know, whether they have fans or not, I think they just want to get it out of the way. Um, and then the last thing that I'll talk about just quickly. Quickly, Dickie, we've event. got the people on the line. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last thing is just the main event. I thought was Chef's Kiss, just the the very last like sequence after you know the 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 guy, uh, you know after the the pin, um, just with the Pixies playing and yeah. the big hug and and Statlander comes in for the big hug as well and the big thumbs up to Sue and you know Tony Khan good, needs yeah? to buy. He needs to buy more music. That's all yeah, I'm going to say. Yeah, it, Tony Khan needs to buy more commercial music, and and just just go with it, you know, because it it, it was so awesome. So anyway, yeah. that's all I've got to say. Thank I, you, Dicky. I, I was I was also going to say my 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 Patreon money came out today. Also, Chef's Kiss, and that <laughs> uh, bur- that that burgundy hoodie that you're wearing looks really nice. It's getting cold here in Brisbane. Where can you buy that from? Uh, Prowrestling dot uh, slash up next. Yes. yes, that is the address. Yes, yes, more yes. colors coming soon. Yes. Uh, thank you, Dicky. We love you. Thank you for all of your support and everything you do for us. You're the best. Yeah, Dicky's obviously talking about the D- Dicky knows a thing or two about. Uh editing videos mm. production mm. quality mm. of, of so if he target. says that prime targets good yeah that prime targets good trust it let's go to mj from nj who's on the phone how are you mj oh. i know nothing about the production of videos but the t- prime <laughs> targets tend to be pretty good yeah, yeah, they are. Absolutely. Yeah, the full version apparently coming out later this week. Uh, so so MJ, who's a huge AEW fan, I, I know, mm. clearly loved NXT more than AEW. I didn't see NXT. I actually didn't see AEW until very late last night. So I don't know what's been said on like the post uh, show, but I've been listening to you guys and uh, it was a great show. I think we're headed towards like a uh, blood and guts pay-per-view style where we get three or four of these faction warfare type matches because there's just too many of them. And it's like getting Mm. very, very, um, to me, obvious that that's where this all has to blow off. Like, I know you could do one stadium stampede with maybe like the pinnacle or the inner circle, but like you have all of these groups now that have feuds with other groups. Why not do something big? I I hope you don't have multiple though if if that's what you're going at because i i think especially right away that kind of pulls away from it and i think something aew has been very good at is being quite sparing with their stipulations like we've only we've still only seen one cage match so far and that's a trope that 
they go to a lot in wrestling. Um, so I kind of don't want to see multiple uh, blood and guts matches between all these factions. But yeah, I, I know they said they were going to wait till fans until they do it. And they wanted to do it in, wasn't it, was it Long, Long Island or New Jersey yeah. or something? So I don't know, maybe they'll change their mind. I, I'm still kind of feeling maybe a stadium stampede. Or, or you ever seen Anchorman? Yes. When all the news channels have this big out brawl. Yeah. Channel 4 News, <laughs> Spanish News, all that's what it's going to be. They're going to have your gang. It's a it's a cinematic style stadium stampede. It's a big open field, right? It's a football yeah. field. You have all the teams. So you've got like all six factions. And then last last faction standing runs AEW. QT. And QT wins. Yeah. <laughs> QT is going to be the, the guy with hey, the, hey. the grenade. Ah! <laughs> MJ, go Braden, for it. Did you read my notes here? Did I read Braden your notes? I read my notes because that was my other idea. That, just like a multi faction stadium tampede thing? What would you have yeah, on the rest like of the I show? <laughs> it's, it's either like a war game style. Uh, night where you have multiple war games you have multiple of those or you do one big cinematic like hey we're doing this all stadium stampede with all the factions instead of just two and uh it could be a total cinematic event like just a one night special sign me up yeah, that's what cool. i want sweet and then, and then like the following week they'll be like um, that, that escalated that I, quickly I sign me up for <laughs> you okay that escalated quickly <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm, I think I'm on delay from you guys. Oh, okay, okay. yeah, that makes sense. Well, yeah. Uh, well, what else did what else did you have to say? Uh, you all saw. Everyone stole my other points. Uh, shout out Dicky about the music. They should just keep buying the rights to music because when you go to a live event now, like you're gonna be jamming out to that Orange Cassidy entrance. You're gonna have Judas still. You're gonna have the Jungle Boy theme. Like I would just buy everybody get an entrance song. Like that's catchy for the crowd and you turn those into like little concert things i mean the entrances are the best part anyway of live events i i, I don't disagree but, um, yeah fun. i'm on like a bad if you guys so i'm hanging up all right well, thank, thank you, you MJ. mj nice to hear from yeah, you yeah we miss you buddy we hope you're doing well down there if i was mj i'd be going to aw that that dark show they're doing that yes yeah. always bet house always wins it's like only they love casinos don't they yeah, yeah. fuck it well, tony khan makes a lot of money okay it's true. <laughs> Let's go to future BDE champion Chris Elliott. How are yeah, you, Chris? Yeah, future. I'm all right, guys. How are you? We're good. We're good. We're, what about you, man? Are you are you training? Are you chasing chickens? Are you hitting the gym? What are you doing in preparation for the biggest moment of your life? Watching un ungodly amounts of wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, us too. Nah, um, <laughs> Um, first things first, that idea of a, a multi-team stampede sounds fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Book it. Yes. Um, I would say the match of the match of the night last night for me was the um, main event on AEW. Thoroughly enjoyed it, and the the surprises of Statlander and uh, Trent coming back were were really good, and as both Dickie and MJ both said it kind of it made for a nice ending to the show. Um, the and again also check out everybody else's thoughts of Prime Target from last night was brilliant. Um, I was the same as as Dickie as as you said doing the Chris Elliott special and 
I just I was drawn in by the promo. It was it was awesome. Um, I also wanted to say quickly, seeing as Dicky took so much time earlier, um, the, <laughs> the the future um, uh, future feud. Yeah, there you're setting up uh, future <laughs> future challenges there, Chris. I, I was gonna, yeah, my first title defense. Um, It'll be a non-title grudge match. I can yeah, Dicky's gonna beat you, you to get a title shot. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> continue. That's all right. The um, with the the pinnacle in a circle thing. Um, I, I I thought initially it might be too soon to bring back the inner circle. I might have left it another couple of weeks just to sell how badly the beatdown was. But mm. once they got into it, it was it was great. Um, I know, Davey, you were I think it was Davey you were questioning whether. Dax bladed, or whether it was hard way. Just remember that the FTR were the team who bladed a hand it's during true. the match against the Bucks. So <laughs> who knows what they're capable of with that kind of thing. Um, and I know you guys didn't I, you didn't mention it, but when Jericho threw MGF into the as he was about to throw MGF into the Pepsi, Pepsi. machine, he, he whispers to MJF. The worst is yet to come, Ooh. which is a throwback, a throwback to uh, the Shawn Michaels angle when he threw him into the Geritron. Oh, okay. Oh, nice catch. Awesome. Yeah, true. Good one. Wow. Which was is that? Is that, I, is, is that what I'm going to have to do to you? <laughs> Am I going to have to throw you to into a, a Pepsi machine, to a Coke machine? Because I'll tell you right now, Chris. Up next, Mania. My face is too pretty to blade. So, buddy, that means you're going to have to do it. At Halloween Havoc, you dressed up as Cactus Jack with fake blood all over your face. This time it's going to be real. Oh. Hard way. Brayden, if I'm prepared to put tomato ketchup on my face for a Halloween costume, just think of what I'm prepared to do to win that fucking title. Please don't blade on Up Next Mania, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Please, no blading. Yeah, that's fucking fun here, but please, please. All right, thank you, Chris. You Love better fucking blade. That's the only way you're walking out. Champion. I'm and... going down swinging. <laughs> thank you, Chris. Guys. Take I'll care. See you at Mania. And finally, we're gonna go to luxurious flavor. Liam, how are you doing? I've come to warn you, chaps. I've come to warn especially Braden for the horror that he is in for next week against my hero, Chris Elliott. I don't even know who you are. <laughs> Chris Elliott has been in camp and will continue to be in camp with the salon boys. And I can tell you that the view from the salon looks absolutely terrible for you, Bray. You don't salon? need to know who yeah. I am. You don't need to know who I am. You just need to know who Chris is. And don't be fooled by his nice guy demeanor. He will get as tanked as Dicky is tonight already. And he will come straight for you. And it is coming up next mania is going to be the worst night of your life. My hero, Chris Elliott, will beat COVID, will win the Rumble, and will beat you, Braden. And then we can have a beer after and we'll chill and have a good time. But... <laughs> but... Your oh, Heyman, MVP on the line. Yeah, here. is this his Don Callis, the <laughs> Invisible Hand? Uh, sorry, I know your, I know your, your. Sh I don't know your shoot name. I know your your stage name. So that's what I'll refer to you with luxurious flavor. 
clearly the flavor you got is hot because that's what you're coming in as. And I appreciate you being Chris, Chris's uh, invisible hand here because it seems like he needs a third hand. He seems like he needs the help. So you know what? I, I can only uh, appreciate what you just did to hype up Chris. So you know what? Make sure uh, there's an extra seat at the salon because I, maybe I need my, my cuticles done for this main Ooh. event slot at Up Next Mania. But I appreciate, I, I liked that. I, I thought that was admirable. Liam? You are welcome in the salon anytime, Bray. Anytime. Right. Uh, specifically <laughs> tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Eastern when we'll be watching Big Brother again for the third week straight. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I will not. Be I there. was filling Braden in. I will definitely not be there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> have, have a great Easter, guys. Have a great week. Um, you too. Yeah, I'm in, love, I'm in love with wrestling again. Thank you, AEW. Nice one, chaps. Awesome. Thank you. Take care. Thank Bye. you, Luxury. It's nice to I, he's uh, Luxurious Flavor is always in the in the Twitch chats, and I have not uh, yet uh, got to like hear him or talk to him. Yeah, so. he's he's been on our, our watch long sometimes yeah. on a Friday night when we're watching SmackDown and stuff. And uh, all those guys who just called in tonight are very active on the Discord. Uh, quite often, ha- um, as I just said, doing another hangout tomorrow at seven. So do check out the Discord. Go to postwrestling.com, click that button that says Discord, and join in the community. Yeah, uh, thanks, thanks to all our patrons who support us. And again, uh, we're, we'll be moving BD Elite to Wednesday nights live after AEW, but we think we'll keep the calls on this show as well. So any uh, patrons to our Patreon will uh, be able to call in. So all those guys are like our regulars. Uh, and I love all our patrons and all our listeners here. So uh, thank you guys for all the calls there. Even Dickie Bird with his hour-long rant <laughs> on Prime Target. Love it. Yeah, love it. Uh, thank you guys for, for calling in and, and all your thoughts there. Again, I cannot wait for Up Next Mania. It's going to be crazy. Um, and I'm not quite sure what he meant by a salon. I don't know if that's like a play on words or he genuinely likes... Uh, I they're, they're getting into Big Brother 6 right now and I think it's all uh, the it's a, salon boys from that. Oh, yeah. okay. Got you. Uh, well, thank you guys for listening to us here talk about AEW Dynamite. We'll continue to do it uh, going forward. I believe next week we will still do... Is, next yep. week is the last Thursday one. We'll yes, do. same time next week. So Thursday, hang out with us before we do a whole take over watch along night later mm. in the night. So all the shows we mentioned, we have so many things coming up for WrestleMania weekend, double WrestleMania watch alongs, a WrestleMania night two post show, both watch alongs for takeover and post shows and AEW dynamite will be covering next week as well. So all the stuff. And of course, Patreon sign up now beginning of the month, only five bucks gets you access to all the podcasts that we do. And it really, really helps us out. It really does. Absolutely. Um, thank you again. Do check out the Twitter at up next podcast. Have a look at everything we got coming up so much. You can follow me at Davey Portman. And I myself, Braden Harrington, you can find me at the Bray D and we'll be back with so many more podcasts. Just later today. Doink the club. Oh, Best match ever. We'll right. see you then guys. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. And April Fool's. Ahoy! 
You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Whether it's Kroger Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Kroger has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone.